guys and girls, and welcome to episode 165 of the F Reality Podcast, your weekly digest of the top VR news. We're going to be talking about our experience with the Oculus Quest 2 Elite Battery Strap and the carry case. Reports are in about an Oculus Quest 2 jailbreak. VR chat sees record numbers. We give you our early hands-on impressions of the HB Reverb G2. And to round up the show, Zim has got some new releases for you to look forward to next week. But for now, let me introduce you to the team, find out what's been their highlight of the week this week, and also let us know what you played in the chat so we can read out some of your highlights too. First up to the plate, this guy likes to drop it like it's hot when he's dropping into the battlefield, but he hates it when you steal his banana. It's the one and only Rowdy VR. How you doing, dude? You all right? I'm doing all right. And uh, I, I knew you were going to say something about Population 1 because I really regretted not being able to play with you when you uh, mm. when I saw you jumping in because I was already in a squat in there. Uh, but yeah, no, I've, I've been doing I've been doing great. I've indeed been playing like some more Population 1 this uh this past week, and uh, I've, I mean, it's the first time that they've done a little bit, little bit of an event, right? Like they've, uh, they've done like the what is it called, the energy course or the that's right, the yeah. energy course, right? And uh, it works like this: you, you, they, they place like energy cores in the uh, in the in the in the map, and you can collect these energy cores, and you get unique skins uh, once you've collected a, a certain number of them. I think five for a pistol, ten for an SMG, and I think twenty for uh, the AK uh, skin. That's right. Um, which is a neat little thing to have added. But again, of course, uh, knowing me, I got immediately frustrated at that because uh, we were in a team of two and we kept on getting teamed up with people who had no interest whatsoever into playing the game. The only thing they wanted to do is find a core, drop out, and then do it all over again. And it was like maybe, maybe I, I don't know, we played like maybe 20 rounds. And out of those 20, we I think we had like 15 of those kind of players that would just like <laughs> jump in get a core, jump out. And it was it was getting so much on my nerves. Uh, and they've also been having some server troubles this week. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, I've, I've still been having fun with this game. Um, I, I like it a lot uh, in terms of like playing it. Uh, it's, it's, it's been fantastic. And I saw that you jumped in with, I think it was with, uh, with Gamertech, right? That you, that you played, did you, did you manage to get all the energy cores already, Mike? <laughs> yeah, so like, uh, you know, a bit like you, you know, Population 1 is pretty much all I've been playing. And again, it's like my, my highlight uh, of the week as well. And yeah, you're right. Okay. I've been playing with the Gamertag VR and also the Lonely Viper. Um, they were a really cool team. I live streamed it on Thursday. I don't normally live stream on YouTube very often, but I thought, you know, I just wanted to play something fun and just have some mm -hmm. fun with the audience as well so um yeah we played we got a few wins in the bag that was a lot of fun but like you said the energy core event had just started so we were kind of collecting some of those as well and i think i've found 18 of them so far i've got two more to find um i think there's 20 in total scattered around the map they're always in the same locations by the way um so you can look online and find out where they are and then just go around and collect them all but the problem is i didn't start doing that so now i don't know which ones i've collected and which <laughs> ones i haven't so uh, I need to kind of like. Okay, so they they're they're fixed in certain uh, certain places. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. That so even. like to give you an example, without giving too much away, there's one right in the very middle of the map on top of the tower. Um, oh so my if, days, you, no. if you've collected that one already, like it won't spawn there again. You need to find the other ones that are dotted around. And of course, because you kind of like tend to get pushed in a certain direction of the map, you, you know, encourage you to keep playing to get all the different cores, to get all the different skins. Um, but also with these, this new event, which I do think is really cool and a smart way to get people playing more, even though I'm super addicted anyway, I didn't need this as an incentive to play anymore. But they've also opened up the shop for microtransactions. So they've got like a, a character skin in there now, which is like a bio suit with like a really nice, um, I think it's a sniper skin. 
uh, and some some weapon skins as well that you can actually pay money for. It's all cosmetic, no pay to win stuff, but it's interesting that they've started opening up that as well now. Mm. Um, personally, from our team, like the way like Gamertag and the Lonely Viper and I play, like when we play together, we always go as the Blue Jacket boys. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> which, as well. I do that like, as well. Like the default skin and and the way we say is that we're playing like a psychological game with the other teams like they they, they see us rolling as the three blue jacket boys and they're like mm. oh this must be a bunch of noobs mm. whereas in fact they underestimate us and then we completely oh, annihilate them so we're playing a psychological <laughs> yeah. game here as as well as we, a shooter. Do, we do i do i do exactly the same thing of like I, I don't i still have the basic skin i think on everything so i i really don't care about this energy course as well uh, as well um, there has been one issue I've been having with the game beside of the, the server troubles recently, though, is that uh, I don't know if you've noticed it, but there are like, I don't know if you can call it really cheating, uh, but there's been like some some kind of like weird kind of exploits in the game that I've been mm. seeing happening and that are kind of annoying for people who play the game regularly. Mm -hmm. um, one of those is like, I don't know if you've seen it with the lantern post where like yep. people grab like an edge of the lantern post and I don't know how they do it. I, I don't really care because I don't want it. I want to, I don't want to do it myself. But they like jump like in in the sky, like like almost as high as a tower. Like all of a sudden, like it, it like boosts them up, and they have an entire overview of the map, and they can see where everyone is, or they can like fly in from the top and drop on you. Oh. That's one of them. And another thing that I've been seeing quite often as well is that people fake their height in the game mm -hmm. uh, so that their actual oh. hat is above the player's hat and you see them running around like this the entire time <laughs> uh, like they're holding their, their hands the entire time this and you think like what is the advantage of that well the advantage of that is they go uh, in front of a of, of some kind of cover they go behind the cover and they can look over the cover without showing their hats ah. and with their hands they can like shoot like this <laughs> and they can like doo -doo 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 -doo, and just like shoot you shoot you down and you you can't aim for anything because the only thing you see is there is their little that's like, kind of gun that is popping out so that's one of the other things that i've been i've been seeing in the game and i really hope that you know population one de developers are going to like try and tackle mm. that a little bit better because it kind of ruins the experience especially for new players or it's even worse of like new new players because I said it now we're gonna do that as well. Yeah. Uh, so everyone go and do that. Ruin the game for everyone oh, yeah. else so that the developers will have to fix it. <laughs> the only the only funny exploit I've seen is that somehow GT managed to work out how to do a pole dance. So basically, he grabs hold of a pole and then he spins around it, and then it just gathers a crowd of players, and they just start fake throwing money at him like he's some sort of like pole dancer, and that's how he earns his skins in the game. Oh. Um, so that's the, another, only, another thing, the only exploit another I've seen thing so that far. I've been seeing. Another thing that I've been seeing is where they place um, kind of like, like you know, you can do like building blocks. Eh? You can yeah. build those plates. If yeah. you build one on the ground or some way, you can like grab it then and then go under it so that you're under the ground. Ah, right. Uh, and then like start shooting like that as well. It's like those kind of things that really need to like fix and work out yeah. because that's 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 not, not a good thing for I, that game. I think the only bad thing that I've really experienced is like server pings because sometimes we get match made with like US servers and they have like a significant advantage over you if you've got like a like 140 ping or something like that. Whereas if it, if you're in like an EU uh, server, you tend to get like 30, 40 ping, which is much better. Um, so yeah, players have definitely got an advantage over you if uh, if they if they're local sort of thing. But yeah. it's still a great game. I, I really love it. Yeah. Um, so what what sort of because uh, you were very critical of the game originally, Rowdy. So what what like what was it that I'm, changed I'm, your I'm mind about I'm it? I'm still I'm still very critical about it. Like there are certain things in the game that I really want to see change, and one of them is the reloading mechanics and some of the 
of the gimmicky stuff that I just don't feel like really suits me. Mm-hmm. I still find the game a ton of fun, though. Like, I have a lot of fun. And mostly that is the social aspect of it. I absolutely hate it when I go in there myself and I like, just try to get matched up with, like, random people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't like that at all. But the social aspect of the game is great. Uh, yeah. It's uh, the adrenaline in the game is great. The uh, the the getting the wins is great because I'm I'm doing fairly well on my on my win percentage Crazy. as well. So it's 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 been it's been a really nice game in terms of that. Uh, the gun mechanics I'm just not, I'm just not a fan of them. And I like I said before, like I don't think that like destroys the entire game. I only want the game to become better. And yeah. Maybe, I mean, some people criticize me for that, but <clears throat> I don't think that. Uh, that it's a bad game or something, not at all. I think it's a great game, but I just think it could be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's the only thing. On on on, uh, on to back Rowdy up, or just in terms of how much he's played this, because I was I was always a bit cynical. I'm like, yeah, he's 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 played, he's played a lot, sure. In, in in my scoreboard in Pop One last week, just before the show, I noticed it was like uh, 40 wins for the week with 125 kills. Rowdy was number one out of all of my friends, all of you included, everybody who we've mentioned so far today. I was like, damn, buddy. Like, yeah, I've, you're really I've been, falling I've down the hole. playing quite a bit. I've been playing quite a bit, especially with, I, I, I team up a lot with uh, with Soulman and to an extent as well with, uh, <clears throat> with the Lonely Viper. And according to Viper, if that is a reference, I am respectably good in the game. So, oh, I mean, wow. if, if Viper says that, that that's that's all right, right? So, so <laughs> that's what, true. What's, so what's the community like? Like, what kind of people do you uh, bump into right now in the game? Uh, I've, I've had good and bad experiences. Like, I've had people, I call them out on that as well, where they use, like, words that they shouldn't be using or what they are just being plain out racist in the game as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I've had that. But you have that with these kind of social lobbies anyway. Um that that's kind of like the disadvantages of doing this on doing this online, and maybe mm. indeed like when like a bit more of control comes at that. I, I don't. Can you report people at this moment? I don't think so, right? I don't think so. No, I haven't seen it. No. Unless so, you do I mean, it through maybe, like um, through the official Oculus system, which I think you can yeah, do. Yeah, of course, of course. So maybe maybe something like that, if that like gets implemented, that would be a good thing, in a certain way. Uh, but. Um, I've also had really good experiences with people that are very new to the game and they're very... It's hilarious when you get... Because we I usually play uh, in a team of two and then we, we need to find a third person to, to, to join us. So we, we go with whoever joins us though, then. And uh, we often get then like linked up by players who just bought the game because yeah. they don't have any friends yet, you know. And uh, it's hilarious to see like they, they're very apologetic. So yeah, <laughs> sorry guys, but uh, uh, this is only my, my second game. It's like, oh, don't worry, don't worry. You know, mm. we'll, we'll, we'll get you through. Uh, the only thing is annoying is if if people don't talk at all. Yeah, you get matched up with someone who's just then you know that it's someone who's just gonna hunt for an energy core. That's the know? number one thing I wish in these in these social multiplayer games that you could rate someone. You know, some years ago Xbox had a system where you could like rate up or rate down a player, mm-hmm. and then it would it would affect the matchmaking. Mm-hmm. I wish there was a specific like VoIP talking like this person coordinates. You know, like just some mm-hmm. kind of a rating system for that. Which you could say after a match and just give someone like a yeah this is this person communicates with other people because I think it would really change because then you'd have people who don't care about talking with others matched with other people like that and vice mm-hmm. versa and I would love to see that in a system you know, like the, the 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 problem usually is with with because it's VR like I I think it's fine if some people don't talk not not to hunt down like some kind of like you know energy core but no, there are people course. that you know they just want to play and they're not necessarily wanting to talk but the problem is, <laughs> is that usually in a 2d game you can just chat and then also join up you know even if some people just talk but in vr it's not like you can just 
grab your keyboard and quickly say something. But so maybe they can use some emotes or I don't know, like add something more to the folks who don't want to necessarily. Yeah, uh, I, I think yeah. I think the problem with that is just that it, it's a team of three. Yeah. Uh, and if you, if I mean, if nobody coordinates, okay. But if there are two people that want to coordinate and try to like work something out, because you can you can be very strategic in this game as well, especially if you. Because if you're playing with two, uh, you often need to be a bit more strategic in order to like to secure the win. Um, and if you don't have a third person who gives away your position or gives away like you know who starts wandering off somewhere else, uh, it's it can be it can be fairly difficult in order to to yeah. to work that out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely like well best played with people you know yeah. uh, and re and play with them regularly, yeah. and then you kind of develop this like team synergy where you you know how it's going to play out. Like I know that Viper is always going to hold back and be like taking da like damage off yeah. like opponents from from afar, and that gives me and GT opportunity to kind of like push forward as he holds back. Um, but don't ever expect it to get rezzed by uh, by Viper. Actually, no. <laughs> to be fair, I'm, I'm doing, you him, me before. I'm, I'm doing him a disservice. Me. He did res us a couple of times. But normally, like if you're if you if you're both down, he's going to go and lo try and lone wolf it on his own because you know he, he can he can That's pull fair. it off. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an epic yeah. game. I'd highly recommend it. And I think you know the community is growing. You know the fact that it's cross-platform play. There's always a player base playing. And like you say, I really hope that Big Box uh, keep pushing out these events to keep it fresh and interesting. And also like maybe. You know, spice up some of these mechanics. You know, I, I would love to be yeah. able to throw a GT uh, a magazine for a, for a weapon that he's holding instead mm -hmm. of having to go through a scroll menu and throw it on the floor. That's awesome. And also, yeah. like, I still don't get like why if you on the Oculus uh, controllers, if you use the trigger button, it, it, it doesn't show your 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 fingers moving. Like, if if you do, um, if you for example use the grip button, it will grip entirely. Mm -hmm. And if you use the uh, the trigger button, then it will point, which doesn't make sense in 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 my kind of uh reasoning you know, mm. if, if you want to point you would use the grip button and if you want to use you know this you would have to push both buttons right mm -hmm. uh, yeah. like those kind of things are a bit like i just think that they can be improved and, and yeah, are, yeah. are fairly easily implemented there's room for improvement but the game sure. itself is fun it's but fun. yeah it's addictive yeah. as hell like whoever they hired as a psychologist to get that addictive juice in there yeah they nailed it <laughs> but like i would also say that playing on the quest 2 is, is actually really great natively you know like compared to the pc versions I, 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 that's what um, I do. there's very little difference in terms of the graphical fidelity i really have to say um so yeah play it on quest 2 if, if you if you can it's awesome. Yeah. So that's uh, Rowdy and I's highlight this week. Population one, another one. Um, what about you guys? Uh, let's uh, let's introduce our next fellow. This guy, he's been collecting some rare Beskar metal to forge his own Mandalorian armor. It's our blonde brother. <laughs> it's of course Nathy. How you doing, dude? What's been your highlight this week? <laughs> Mandalorian, yeah. It's <laughs> amazing. I, lo I love that show. It's I, mean, I love it too. Who who does, who who does like a baby Yoda man like that? I that's why I'm him. watching. I mean, yeah. You know, you know, you know what I think is so so awesome about this show is that um, the actor who plays Mando can mm -hmm. act through his helmet. I know what he's thinking. Well, he's just wearing a helmet. Yeah. But you just know what he's doing. So the way he moves or the way I don't know. It's it's impressive if you can act with a helmet on without yeah. really seeing anything. Right? It's weird. Mm -hmm. So every mm -hmm. time I'm like, oh yeah, 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 I see, I see, I see, and we're thinking the same way. But yeah, that's that that has been one of my highlights for sure. I haven't really done much VR to be honest. Um, I've also, of course, watched the elections. Has been 
going on for a long, long time. I didn't yeah. think it would take a week. Um, and, and, and besides that, uh, of course, I played around with the HP Refurb G2, something we will be talking about uh, uh, later. Yeah. Um, played some some games that, you know, you play to kind of test it out, some Half-Life Alex, some Beat Saber, uh, things like that. Um, and yeah, besides that, there's not much else I have really been doing. That's fair um, enough. I... Um, I'm looking forward to December to play some, let's say, well, kind of like triple A titles in a Medal way. Medal of Honor. Medal of Honor, yes. Uh, yeah. And I think also uh, Sniper Elite, right, is coming mm, yeah. uh, around mm, that time. Something that I'm maybe even looking more forward to. Um, I'm just hoping that those games are going to kind of be a good end of the year. Because um, as, yeah. as we had like a whole conversation uh, last week, content-wise, I didn't think there was that much to mm-hmm. play this year compared to other years. Um, so yeah, hopefully Medal of Honor is gonna deliver. Um, I th- also think it's great that this game is coming out on all platforms. Um, it could have been an exclusive, you know, and mm. uh, but it isn't. So it's 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 great to see that everyone can enjoy it. Um, yeah. Besides PlayStation VR. Even Oculus Go owners? No? Yeah, no. <laughs> Maybe 3D, not. 3D hat? No, no, no. <laughs> um, so yeah. But yeah, I think it's difficult, like for everyone, you know, releasing any content right now has been extremely tough. So, you know, con- you know, like hats off to like the pop one devs, you know, big box VR for releasing population one during this pandemic. And, you know, we're going to be talking about games that have been delayed, you know, later on in the show. And I think we probably will see an even drier patch where, you know, yeah. devs have had to kind of recalibrate, you know, readjust to working remotely and stuff like that. So, you know, yeah. we, 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 we totally feel it, you know, that. It's disappointing, of course, because we're just avid gamers and we just want to consume more. But we do understand, you know, this 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 time is unprecedented for everyone, including game yeah. developers. Um, yeah. So we understand that there's not a, a steady stream of content right now. Well, it's, um, it's 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 weird because if you if you look at like last year, for example, like I mm. played way much VR than this year. Mm. Um, of course, also because of the pandemic, it's not like I always feel like I want to play video games. Video games can be an escape too. But mm. we never thought that the pandemic would take longer than, well, we're almost a year in now. Mm. So it's like now you're also trying to find other hobbies. Like I, I, I spoke to so many people that had all these new hobbies that I'd never heard of before, where we were first like all these kids as well. They were celebrating like, oh, I can play Fortnite all day. Hey, oh, no. But now it's like, man, I've been playing way too much Fortnite. <laughs> I need to find something else, right? Have you guys picked up any uh, hobbies then, like uh, pandemic hobbies, like new new things that you've been into? For me, like I've really got into cooking, which is uh, kind of unusual for me. Uh, You know, cooking cooking meals from scratch. You know, Um, yeah. That's that's actually a great skill to learn, I think, Mm. because I mean, if you can cook, like it's so much easier. (laughs) Yeah, it's been great. Your life has just been so much easier. I've been eating very well. Like you know, I I don't know if you you can tell, but like I've put on a few COVID pounds, but. Uh, you know, at least it's good food. You know, I've been cooking, so that's been nice. But what about you guys? You you picked Selling. up any any new skills? Selling. I've just been working and playing Population One. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, Selling, you say, uh, Zim? I yeah, I'm I'm one of those I'm one of those guys who, uh, you know, I've got probably the same the first chassis, the first monitor, the first hard drive that I ever bought 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Like I, I hang on to my tech and I recycle it, and recycle it. But like more recently, it's like I I gotta clear out. I gotta clear stuff out. So. I've sold, I don't know, about uh, eight, nine hundred pounds worth of like oh, nice. VR equipment and stuff, various oddities, and I've, I've got, I've got loads more. I just boxed up my Rift S because I'm mm. like, and I didn't expect, you know, a year later to be like literally boxing up a perfectly good 
nearly brand new headset and be like, yeah. okay, time to go away, buddy. But I just, I, yeah. I, the thing I hate most is having equipment that is like next gen equipment sitting doing nothing. Yeah. I hate that. I think yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. like a sin. And so for someone who's so like into that fringe technology, I can't just the the soul in me said it's not about the money at all. It's it's just about I can't let this sit here and do nothing. Yeah, that's it. That's understandable. Like I I boxed up the Rift S and my original Quest um, just a couple of days ago actually, and and putting the Rift S away, like you say, I was quite sad because like I did, <laughs> I know it didn't get yeah, yeah, much yeah. love, but I actually really liked that headset. You know, it was a good headset. Um, but the it's Quest like, 2 is like the one you, that kind of rules them all now. It's, yeah. it's weird because like you're so into um, this whole VR thing, especially because you're it's your work as well. So yeah. it, it, it's like you have a hammer that you have been using for two years or so. Yeah. And then exactly. you put it in it's like, okay, I got a new hammer. Your hand. I did the same with my Quest. I was like, okay, yeah. you just sit here and I might pick you up one day, but it's going to be rare. Again. It's going to be rare. Uh, but yes, also selling a headset uh, isn't necessarily a bad uh, thing. Uh, like mm. I feel like if, if you're like planning to sell your headset, then don't wait for too long because those things drop so quickly. Like I, I still mm. had a Vive Pro laying around, like no one wants it. <laughs> no one wants it. And if they want it, they want it for like almost nothing. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's insane. So yeah, if you got something laying around, sell it and then buy something new in, in return. Yeah. Uh, or, do, or donate it, you know, if you've got a friend or a family member, yeah, maybe they live alone, yeah. give, give them a VR headset. Wow, you're opening up a whole new social aspect for them yeah. uh, being stuck at home. So that'd be a nice thing to do. Yeah. Um, but maybe I should invite, uh, invite, introduce our final host this week. Uh, next up, this guy loves Lycra, especially when it's in his favorite color. Chroma Green, of course. It's the human hypnotoad himself. <laughs> the, VR, the VR streamer, <laughs> Zimtok5. How are you doing? What's been your highlight this week, Tim? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. The old cyber suit, I broke that out again. I had, you know, with uh, new audience members coming in, you have to introduce them to certain things like that and uh, and my Skyrim helmet and stuff like that. So I've had some fun with my props, as this good streamer should. Mm-hmm. The highlight of my week has been um, not not too far off the track of what we were just talking about, which is... I think I mentioned last time that I'd, I'd shipped my my father uh, the extra Quest Two that I had, and um, he's not a gamer. He is an, he's pretty much as anti-gamer and pretty much technophobe as you can get. Like he gets frustrated at the second menu on a Nokia. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. not, it's 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 not good. And I and even when um, I was kind of uh, getting very excited about the Quest Two, having had it for a couple of weeks, and I you know he basically asked me the question like is 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 VR for me yet? And I still said I said. No, you know, still, it's just not there yet. Um, and cool to my surprise, what's that? It's cool that he's interested mm. in it. Though. Well, this is the thing. Right. I, I, I mean, there's a, there's two sides to this. There's the gamer side of me who who grew up with parents who were both pretty much like, game is gonna like it's a total waste of your time. Don't do that. And I've gotten a wife and so many good positive things out of gaming, um, and I love that. But it's always been a little bit like a disappointment for me that you know I. I don't have the wind in the sails from from parental support and that. You know, they're like, oh, we, you know, believe in your dreams and that kind of thing, but it's clearly not something that they're uh, emphatic about. So getting to play like Eleven and Racket Fury and a bit of Star Trek Bridge Crew with my with my dad just was a great way to like socially connect from afar. We're, we're, we're the kind of guys who, when I was growing up, I'd go into the front room, he'd be in front of the television, we'd just chat for like an hour, two hours. We'd be up late. We're both like non-sleepers. Um, we would just be up till the till the hours talking, and this week has been just that. It's been playing until we, both of our quest batteries have died, 
It's been uh, returning to that. I remember when we were living in Alaska, we had a ping pong table there and he used to teach me the tricks and he had this great like backhand uh, <sighs> top spin smash or whatever, which he can pull off perfectly in VR. And he's just wow. schooling. He's actually schooling me in it with his real life skills. And it's like, it's fantastic to experience that again, see him light up about it. Uh, we went into bridge crew and we like, we were trying to figure out how, um, uh, how to get a match going together and that. And then some drunken Scott jumps in and he starts showing my dad how to, you know, like put the finger in the whole thing. I'm like, Oh my God, this is like incredibly embarrassing. <laughs> but it, these are moments that we're both going to remember, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, now he's going into like the 360 stuff, like national geographic and like really getting into some of the more terrestrial apps. And I've just got, I don't know. I'm. I'm. This is what, probably one of the highlights of my VR career. Just getting someone who I care about so much, and mm. now emphatic about you know the platform and thinking about buying multiple headsets. It's crazy. It's like my world really? has been wow. turned upside That's down. Amazing. I. I. I don't know. But um, it's like as I said to him, it's honestly a dream come true for me. Um, and it's great seeing him excited about it. And it just shows that like VR isn't just for gamers. It's. Mm-hmm. It's actually taking and virtualizing a, f- a fair chunk of like real life and allows you to do that remotely where right now I can't get on a plane. I can't go to Cork and visit my, my parents, you know? So, um, so he's actually been like really deal. enjoying it as well. Really enjoying it. Yeah, 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 he has. I mean, I think we both got frustrated yesterday because we spent an hour and a half realizing that Star Trek Bridge Crew on Quest, and this is a warning to anyone who's really keen on doing that, is is broken. Uh, oh. You can't, You a few things are, are wrong with it. So first off, they pulled off the voice command servers about a year ago. So that's gone out of the game, um, but like we can't, we couldn't even in the first training mission get the ship to go into warp because there's some kind of a conflict in giving orders, um, and and the app is just it's it's broken. And even they got the drunken Scott who joined us, who was clearly a bridge crew fanatic, um, was telling us how currently there's a patch problem where the Quest and any other headset you can't play together because you can't see what they're doing, and it just the whole system is broken. So it's an older game now. Um, it was great when it first landed. It's sad that it's kind of a bit broken, and I would hope they would that Ubisoft would uh, come in and, and kind of fix those things. But it, it doesn't taint the overall experience I've been having. I've just, you know, I've dropped, I dropped my streams for the last, like, four days, and people must be like, where's Zim now? But I just, you know when, like, real life matters more yeah. than, than, you know, even even your your passion project? That's where I'm sat right now. And and any night that he's like, let's let's go for this, I just I'll just stop my show and I'll go play with my dad. You know, it's it's so great. To hear. if 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 uh, if you know bridge crew doesn't work, just send them an invite to my population one uh, group <laughs> and then uh, we'll, we'll drop. You can them. carry him. Yeah, but it's it's funny. Like you know, like I I also my dad got a quest too recently and my brother did as well. So we've been meeting up in VR as well and sort of socializing that way, which is really great. Yeah. We should like we said on the last uh, week show or the week before, we should all get our dads together and get them in a video. That would be hilarious. It'd be so cool. And the thing I was gonna say is, and again, um, just uh. Uh, thank you again to VR Cauldron for mentioning it, but the same account multiplayer is it works so great. I mean, mm. we were going to do a session tomorrow, like with my daughter and wife and dad and me playing, you know, um, not all on the same account, mind you, but like playing miniature golf together and walk about mini golf, like those kinds of things. Like we can't, we can't go to a place right now. We, we, it's impossible, right? We're, we're, we can't get together yeah. in the same place and do that. This allows us to do it. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. Um, so what about the chat, uh, Nathie? Has the chat been up to anything interesting uh, this week? Yes. So we have um, Dale, <laughs> who played Final Assault and uh, the new in-depth Unchained update. Mm. 
Anyone knows what that update is? Yeah, it's a it's a quality update, bringing it to like PC quality visuals, uh, lighting, and stuff like that. So if you're yeah. into in depth, um, this is this is their um, maybe slightly late in the game, but quality patch for Quest Two. Nice. Okay. It's always it's it's funny if I think about that game, I just think about the fact that they first made that Mount Everest experience and then <laughs> went for this, and it's like how <laughs> Solfire Solfire Studios. Um, then we have um, TTTV, who has been playing Beat Saber, Population One, and some side quest stuff. Mm. And uh, last but not least, we have Wato UK, uh, who played just a bit of Assetto Corsa on Zim's Racing Sunday. Um, nice. And a bit of Gorn. I think Gorn is also still coming to the quest at some point. I saw him mm-hmm. like hinting to yep. it, but yep, yep. I don't know when uh, that's gonna. Don't have a date. No, not yet. Before you know it, the next quest is already out. Um, you know what's going to happen. This is this is going to be <laughs> yeah, the next round two. of broken tellies. That's oh what yeah, that, for that, sure, yeah, without doubt. Is, oh yeah, and injuries. Gorn is a, like a house destroyer. That is. Oh, I forgot Destroyed to mention my uh, like was that called like a like a light fixture, mm-hmm. like, kind of like a chandelier, but not really a chandelier. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to. I was going to mention. Yeah, I was so proud of my dad. He threw his controller across the room because I forgot that. T- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oculus are going to hate me because I'm the guy who was always in the booths, and I'd have someone come up to me and be like, "Zim, you got to wear the straps." Oh, and everyone God. knows. Yeah, I, always. I, I, I'm the barebacker like of the group. Like I, I don't wear the straps. <laughs> I, I just don't. I don't believe in it. And the same thing with phone cases and stuff. But um. Like, you don't believe in it. He likes no. to live dangerously. He doesn't I, believe in straps. It, it's the engineer in me. Don't believe like, in straps. Like you know what I mean. Like an engineer has designed a controller to uh, to fit the human hand. The same thing like a phone. Most phones, unlike my current one, which unfortunately I have had to crumble and case up, which is which is terrible. But like when you co- when you coat a uh, phone in glass on both sides and it and it breaks terribly look at that rowdy's got his off there you go perfect rowdy there you go yeah. I, I i never used them either actually what? you don't need to you don't need to um you don't and, need um, to come on guys we can't so tell this, people to not the, use this track. let me shorten the story and i'm not saying don't use Facebook. them i'm definitely Yay. saying use them <laughs> definitely use them but what i'm saying is my dad is one of those guys who drops stuff like he breaks stuff he drops it like he needs and i totally just skipped it in the intro because i'm like i forgot you know uh, and he and he tried to do one of those smashes across the table, and he chucked a controller across the room, oh, and he gosh. couldn't find the battery door after it. So it, I, I was just very happy. Very. This happy. is a classic moment. as like do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Be be careful. You don't want to launch your controller at your TV and break like a thousand pound TV or whatever. But it's coming. On the wall. You know, Gorn is gonna is gonna hurt some. Yeah. It's gonna hurt some people. It's gonna hurt some equipment for sure. Be careful. Be moments. Be careful. <laughs> right. Whilst we're on the subject of Quest Two controllers and accessories, let's talk about uh, the Elite Battery Strap. As um, this is something that arrived this week uh, for me. I don't know when Nathan got his. Maybe last week as well. Um, yeah, last week. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else got the elite battery strap here in the in the group? Uh, the battery nope. strap? No, no, no. no. Okay. Best, best time okay. ever. Um, so yeah, I, I actually bought one uh, from an eBay reseller who had hiked mm. up the price, by the way, mm. um, because um, they were rare to get hold of anyway uh, when they first launched. They were in short supply. Most retailers were out of stock. Uh, but then uh, recently they completely removed them from sale because the official elite straps were breaking, which we talked about on a show, I think, two weeks ago. Um, personally, I've not had any issues with the Elite battery strap or the Elite strap uh, breaking, but obviously there has been 
numerous reports online so uh, yeah. enough for oculus to take it seriously enough to remove them from sale mm-hmm. um so yeah this was a boxed one that i found on ebay uh, hadn't been opened yet so i just rolled the dice and bought it and uh, it's been fine so far mm-hmm. um but if you didn't know the elite battery strap it only comes bundled with the case like the official <laughs> oculus quest 2 case it's the only way you can buy this thing which is yeah. really cheeky i think uh, in my opinion you can buy the case separately but you just can't buy the elite battery head strap separately so you have to buy it as a bundle which works out about 120 pounds same in us dollars uh, although i think i paid 160 pounds for mine okay. on ebay ow, yeah. ow, 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 ow. and, and okay. how long does it how long does it last you then okay so you're looking about sort of four to five hours in total playtime which uh, i think is pretty reasonable that uh, is with the quest fully charged yeah or is that Okay. Yeah, both both fully charged. Like four to five hours is is a pretty good uh, indication of what you'll get. You know, like and that's like playing like virtual desktop like straight for five hours. Just question why I'm I asking. Have. Yeah, go on, Brad. Yeah, first. Okay. Uh, the reason why I'm asking is because I I talked about this yeah. battery pack that I had uh, last week. So I've been playing. What what I did was I fully charged this one mm-hmm. this week, and I um I didn't I didn't like top it off, and I did the same thing with my quest. So for the entire week I had only this and my quest and i played at least for 10 hours mm-hmm. uh using my quest too and, and this thing is actually still at like about like 40 percent yeah um so it's 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 been really great and like just i mean if you don't want to s- spend money on like a, a battery strap like getting a, a really decent power bank might actually yeah. be a, a better solution in case you don't want yeah. like the the full uh the paying full for thing. the paying for that bloody case is the real thing because like like mm. that's the part that i i mean when you do the math it's just that case is expensive and i think it's the weakest of the oculus cases that i've seen so far like i'm not a huge fan of it yeah, the one like thing i do egg. like yeah the one thing i do like about the case is uh the ability to kind of drop the controllers in as long as you don't have the controllers i've got the modded now but um like the ability to drop the controllers in is a lot easier interaction than it was on the quest one See, official have, case I, which I was a snap the old in. way i preferred the old way i felt like they were more secure that way yeah, but it doesn't it takes you more time to in and out, right? Yeah, that's that's okay. That's okay. But I felt like you know they weren't going to rattle around and maybe scratch my lenses in the, in the case. I don't know. I haven't really taken it out yet, but I, I certainly had more confidence. I feel in the original one. But yeah, I, I prefer the material on the original one. Like yeah, I said, this one's sure. like a like a huge kiwi. It's got like a kind of fluffy outside. Ostrich Again, egg fail or it's something. Gets dirty. It gets dirty very quickly for sure. No, I don't know. Like I, when I unboxed that case, I thought like this, this. What is this for a crap ass case? I do not like it at all. It feels yeah. cheap. It is gonna. It is. You're gonna destroy it. It's very easy. Also the the like the old one is like they put like this layer in it so this soft mm. layer it's just cheap it feels cheap just like everything else that they did with the quest with the straps everything else. It's just like, like I wanted to just have the elite strap. I don't want to yeah. like, but that case is like such a bad the number, case. The number man. one thing I don't like, see a case and a backpack are very similar in that they're designed to protect the contents. They're designed to be easy to use. And the number yeah. one thing I don't like about it is the fiddly feckin' zipper. Zip. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. tiny little floss zipper. It is a floss zipper. It is literally two strings of like floss. And it is like, if you have to tug, tug, tug it, and it's not just a clean zipper action, it can feck off. So yeah. anyway, I'm not And it's way bigger. It. So the, the previous one was nice and compact. <laughs> yeah. This is not a, like, the, if they call this a carry slash traveling case, it's bullshit. It's not. It's <laughs> it's, it's not. freaking huge, man. It's it's an an egg. Egg. It, it, yeah, it's honestly, um, it's comparing the, it, it's about 25% bigger than the mm-hmm. original Quest 1 case. 
And I would say that if you were thinking, and like the way I think is I'm going on a business trip, okay, not in 2020, but mm. I'm going on a business trip, it's going to take up the majority of my uh, of my luggage space <laughs> that goes over in the overhead locker. It's yeah. just... So that's the case. Yeah, here. The, and the, even the, a compartment for your batteries and stuff. That, that's yeah. also something that is super this, nice. This is the original one. Yeah, this is the, the original one for the Quest 1. Yeah. yeah. But the things were still expensive, by the way. Case aside, <laughs> I do think the Elite battery strap is nice itself. I, I, I am that, enjoying nice. it. Yeah. There's a couple of things that I like about it. So if you've not seen it, basically it's, a, it's like an Elite strap. Uh, but where the ratchet dial is at the back, it's got a battery compartment which holds the battery. It's a little bit heavier, of course, because it's got the battery inside. And then you've got a little cable, uh, USB-C cable going to the headset, which is keeping it sort of topped up with juice. Uh, to charge it, can you maybe got... show it? Um, I you can. have it there? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, at the back, <laughs> at the back, you've got like a little USB-C port. I don't know if you can see that, if mm. my camera's going to autofocus yeah. or not. Yeah. Um, but you basically plug that in to charge that the strap and the headset at the same time and then the headset will give you an indication green indication when both are fully charged that was That's my nice. main I like the question yeah that. so it passes through the charge yeah. trickling through and do you have you noticed it's probably early now but which charges first like does the headset charge up first or the battery charge up i first? don't know but they both but... you know you don't get any indication uh on the strap itself just on the headset but the the thing i did like which i didn't necessarily hear of before is actually in the quest main menu where you see your headset um battery status indicator you get another little one up above it that shows you the status of the strap as well so you know how much percentage you've got in your strap how much percentage you've got in the headset okay. which i really like i think that's a really nice little touch yeah, that's, that's yeah, great yeah. one thing i don't necessarily like about it and i think i'm probably going to be in a very small minority of people here that have this gripe is that it doesn't have oculus link pass through so Obviously, this this cable, yeah. this USB-C cable, is connected to the headset at all times. It would have been nice just to connect the the link cable to the the port at the back here of the strap for like link yeah. pass through. But you have to like disconnect this one and use Oculus Link. Of course, it doesn't matter because it's charging the headset at the same time as you're using it anyway. So, it kind of defeats the object of having a battery mm. strap. But it's just one of those things that's just a bit of an annoyance for me. Well, uh, and what do you think is like the you know the comfort level? Like if you compare this, for example, to the to the regular strap and to the the elite strap, is it is it like the the, the, the original strap is like or? night and day for me? It's like the the original strap is like watching Not one of those horrible. watermelon videos where people are like wrapping elastic bands around it, and my yeah, 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 you know yeah. I feel like my head's gonna explode. Um, but yeah, the elite strap I really like, and yeah, this one I really like too. It's just the extra yeah. weight at the back acts as a, like a nice counterweight. Yeah. Yeah. Especially this part, right? Those those yeah, two but... little things on those edge, like they 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 like get ingrained in your skull. Yeah, like when <laughs> when when I long. when I took that that material strap off, I could have happily burnt it and done a little dance around it. Like I hated that thing. <laughs> I don't um, even know where it is anymore. So funny. Yeah, <laughs> I'll still defend it. I, I do think I do I think like it could have been cheaper. I think it's a bit overpriced, um, honestly. But everything. Yeah, they should have just uh, sold it separately for like 60, yeah, 70 bucks. That's yeah, for sure. yeah, true. Uh, but even even if you because you can kind of like see how much you know the case is with. But I think it's still expensive for if it even was standalone based on the price they would sell. I still think how it's too it much. How did it come packaged? I'm curious if they're trying to get around battery shipping regulations with the case. It did came it in the come, case. Yeah. See, that's I'm wondering if. But outside of the case, was it just a cardboard exterior with a sleeve like the yeah. Quest 2 comes? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Okay. 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 Um, so yeah, overall, I really like it. I think, you know, for me, where I, I really want to use this headset wirelessly using virtual desktop, which we've talked about many times on the show before, fully unlocked 90 hertz, full fat PC VR goodness wirelessly with the Quest 2 with this yes. strap, 
giving you about five hours worth of battery life i think like that's pretty incredible setup and that's yeah. the way i want to use this headset so that's I, kind of why i invested in this strap uh, yeah, so rather than using a, a i'm really glad it's not independently charged like i was worried and this is this is what drove me away from even buying it day one was like firstly was the weight in the headset but mm -hmm. but i've heard that the counterbalance is, is positive uh, so for most people that'll be a good reason to pick it up but the but i was really concerned that you were going to have to charge the main headset and the separate battery separately so i'm yeah. so glad that it's just a trickle pass through that's great yeah, yeah. you do it together so, so yeah like anything anything you want to add to the about the battery strap nathy with your experience um, with it um no i think i think that rounds it up very nicely something that i saw because we have you know spoken about the lead strap having some issues you know some people have been hmm. Snapping it in half, uh, something that uh, I think should be added, and I think they are going to do that, is a spring load mechanic. We have seen with the Quest 1 where you can pull it as well, where it kind of extends when you put it on. Because right now, if you have the strap, you first need to like completely dial it out, then put it on, and then dial it back in. Well, with the Quest, you pull it out a little bit, put it on, and then you could just you know uh, continue playing. I think that it goes back of... to yeah, it goes back to the CV ones wear like a baseball cap. And I, I think that yeah. that's become the thing is the rift kind of trained us into doing that. And I, I for further design reasons, they've been backing but away I, from it. But I think I could I would agree. I it, think it that's also the source of the of the actual problem uh, I agree. and not necessarily the quality of the plastic or whatever. It's just definitely the fact that you can't pull the headset mm -hmm. while putting it on. You can't do that. I'd actually um, be interested to see like third parties. Um, oh, yeah get involved into this as well and Definitely. start making these custom kind of like people, people are like again people have been buying that freaking vive deluxe audio strap <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure oculus tried to prevent people from modding it but people have been doing it again mm. and it, it's like i i was surprised that this was happening again if, yeah, if they didn't same. make the mistake of not adding that that mechanic yeah. to it uh, they should now, have released an audio version yeah, true. Um, and I like talking about the, like what, what Rowdy does, you know, with the anchor. Um, I saw someone on my Discord posting this pic of like he had like the Vive uh, Deluxe Audio Strap. Yeah. And then he used a pop socket that he put onto his anchor battery. Mm, and then the smart. other side into like a holder for your pop socket. So he put mm -hmm. that on the back of his... Uh, strap and it works fine um, yeah. but the fact that like for the community modding it I think it's still amazing but Facebook hates it they, uh, they freaking hate yeah, it course. because yeah. it, they, they, they want to be like it's like your Apple phone and you put a freaking satellite yeah. on it so your internet is faster yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, need, they, they need to do a better job then they need to do a better job yeah, of they, it, they you do know? need to do a better job yeah. and also they need to drop the prices because you pay too much money for something that is just too cheap I, I don't know I feel like the elite strap is, is, is worth the 50 pounds in my opinion Opinion, like the comfort is wor is worth it i think but, personally but, yeah, but for I get 50 it. bucks you could have gotten some speakers with it so i think uh, 25 maybe is a fair yeah. price and same with the elite battery strap it's too overpriced i'd like to see an audio version and, and a carry case don't buy the carry case man like get something else <laughs> you can Smartly. actually the, the funny thing is like if you've got the original if you only got the quest 2 with the original soft strap it'll fit in an oculus go case uh, which is interesting with the controllers it'll actually fit it's a bit oh, of a tight yeah. fit but it fits yeah. and the the uh the new one without the battery strap i, I haven't tested that uh, will fit in the oculus quest one case which is yeah. which upside is down. mad yeah that's yeah true. upside down exactly and um so it, you know you can and this is what i was doing was like pick up cases you know either second hand or even a new one from old quest doc they're cheap i got a yeah. go case for 20 pounds it's crazy
I'd imagine mm. Oculus are working overtime to get these quality issues sorted so they're back in stock for the holidays because this is going to be a lot yeah, of revenue they're missing out on otherwise. Yeah, yeah that'll be a problem um, for them. But let's, uh, we've got lots more to talk about, so let's breeze through these next bit of news. Um, because the next thing I want to talk about is a jailbreak for the Oculus Quest 2, which we talked about a few episodes ago, yeah. where I explained uh, a chap called Robert Long was trying to crowdfund a pool of money in order to encourage hackers to find a way to jailbreak the Quest 2. Now, last week, Upload VR reported that a group known as the XRSI, which stands for the XR Safety Initiative, uh, are a group of people that have apparently confirmed that a researcher from the XR community has gained root access to the Quest 2 headset, bypassing yes. the Facebook login requirement. This is kind of interesting. I've seen a lot of people talking about this, a lot of people hyping this up, but we haven't seen any actual evidence of this exploit so far. And this is where I get like cynical and a bit like skeptical again. <laughs> Same with the deck of gear. You know, I'm kind of skeptical about these things until I actually see something physically working in front of me properly. Um, but we haven't had any evidence of this uh, jailbreak actually working yet. Now it could be that they don't want to show their cards because as soon as they show off what they've got working, Facebook patches it, exactly. the exploit is gone, or that they're worried about the legal consequences of posting something like this online. You know, Facebook being the huge mega corporation that they are, you don't want to really mess with them in the legal capacity because they will just destroy yeah, they, they, you. They, they will make sure you um, live on the streets in a box. And it will be almost like you've never been on this earth. They'll just completely wipe you out. So, yeah, pretty um, much. Yeah, so I can understand maybe why they're a bit hesitant in posting it, but until it actually is shown in some capacity... How do capacity, you show it safely? How, how the heck are you going to do that? I guess you just release it online on GitHub or like as, as something. I don't know, you release it as an open source on something the, on, somewhere. On the quest, the questbay.com? Maybe, yeah. But the thing is as well, it got me thinking like, okay, let, let's say if you could bypass the Facebook requirement, which I think a lot of people out there would be happy with because I think, you know, from all the tech reviews that I've seen from like mainstream tech media is that they love the headset, they hate the requirement of the Facebook uh, requirement. And I think, you know, we kind of share the same thing. A lot of us kind of made our peace with it, if you know what I mean. It was annoying. We kind of thought, well, it's one of those things we have to deal with unless we just shut ourselves out of this new tech completely. We don't really have much choice. So we kind of made our peace with it and just dealt with it. And now we're in it. But some people don't want to do that. And I respect those people's decisions in that. But the thing is, if you bypass Facebook completely uh, with this like jailbreak, for example, that kind of means that you lose access to the store. Um, and the store is kind of one of the great things about the Oculus ecosystem. You know, whether you like it or not, they've got a great store. It's curated, but you get some high quality content on there. Mm. And would only really leave you with sideloading content as your only option. And I, I, I love SideQuest, don't get me wrong. But, and there is some amazing content on there. Pavlov, Hyperdash, some great examples. But that's not going to keep you going forever. And what if that the online functionality is kind of like neutered in a way uh, by doing this? So I, I really wonder, is a jailbreak going to be um, useful in any meaningful way in the future? I don't know what you guys think about this. I I think, well, first of all, I think it's good that people are able to jailbreak it for other reasons than getting access to, um, than bypassing the, the Facebook security system because, you know, it gives access to other things as well. Okay. Um, but I don't think it's like a consumer-friendly op option for like exactly the reasons you just outlined is that you lose access to probably, you know, the, the, the best virtual reality store that you have right now with like Oculus exclusive games. And as long as you have Oculus, Oculus exclusive studios that are making these kind of games, it's probably from a consumer perspective not really beneficial in order to uh, to jailbreak your your Oculus Quest because you'll lose access to probably the best content on the platform. Mm -hmm. 
Well, um, but then again, like, you know, bypassing security and these kind of measures and, and, and bypassing the Oculus Facebook system does give access to doing other things. Like, for example, what are the kind of methods that they're using uh, in terms of the technology that is in there that might give some insights into that? Or, you know, like uh, there are other advantages that I can think of. And then these kind of exploits are, are, you know, being built up and built up that maybe eventually they'll get access to an Oculus store as well. I don't think that is likely, mm. but uh, you, know, you never know. I just uh, want to address something in the comments quickly because Crash says, you lot here on F-Reality are bound to say, do not do it as Oculus supports some of you. Mm. And that, that is completely rubbish. Like we're, we're completely impartial, believe it or not, whether you like it or not, um, just to say how it is. Um, yeah, we receive hardware for free and we get content for free, but like, you know, we just tell it how it is. I think, you know, I think I, if you, if you, I wouldn't recommend anyone goes out there and jailbreaks their headset. Is my is my point. Um, and I think if you look at the the episodes that we've done and the, the guests that we've had on, I think that we've been very critical hmm. of all of the um, stuff that Oculus uh, has been honest, doing. Honestly, uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if because th this is just a you know if it really got jailbreaked, uh, it's just a start. Um, you know, piracy is a thing too. I do I do yeah. not support piracy, but um, there must be a way where people can just. Uh, get the files from the store or buy the game once, extract the files. It's like back in the days where you, you know, had an Xbox or even a, like a, a Nintendo DS or something, you know, you put like a, like a cartridge in it that was completely burned um, and, and you could just um, play everything. So I, I wouldn't be like piracy in, in that sense of like getting to download games on, a, on, a, on like a store that is then maybe still online, but it's just running on its own servers. Uh, is is Indeed. a possibility? It's it's going to be. It's going to suck for developers, really but uh, it's, it's I think I agree with that, Nathie. I think I think it's like, and it's actually like it's like a little, a little bit of like a double-edged sword, right? Because at the same time, you you don't want to condone piracy, no. but at the same time, piracy might be the reason why Facebook ultimately says, okay, we remove the. The, uh, the the entire Facebook login because we see too many if the jailbreak is for example very easy and you you have some kind of shady store that is like providing you these kind of like I mean the developers of course are the dupe from that because yeah, yeah, they, they don't make any money um, but it might be <laughs> it's, no, you think, don't know well, look like, at history look at history look, that that happened to Apple that happened mm. to all these other platforms did it stop them with their strategy no uh, I I really doubt that jailbroken devices is going to lead to a change in their strategy for Facebook login. I think you don't I think, think so. There's I think the benefit of having tinkerers in the back door of a system is that you can end up with use cases that otherwise are blocked. Let's say warehouse VR provider takes 20 quests and sets up and uses jailbroken devices to pr to provide true wild wild west, you know, uh, warehouse VR, which Oculus at the moment doesn't support through their APIs allowed to developers. Stuff like that really excites me. But on the flip side, and to the point that Nathie's making, it's very scary to think that someone goes in the back door and can severely damage developers, because we know what that chipping model looks like for the console market, which is, oh, hey guys, I've got 20 free games on this little chip. I just plug into the side of the headset. Boom, I've got all those. I don't have to pay for the, you know, for the for the hard yeah, work that the developers have done. And then yeah. there's ha I, I the hacking side, that. the cheating side in multiplayer games. I so, agree with that. But at the same time, if you look at like the, 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 the entire piracy movement that you had in like the 90s and the years 2000, that led to the revolution of like, a, the gaming market with the Steam platform, yeah. B, Netflix, Hulu, all of those like streaming platforms that all provide. It's about giving ease of access. 
Yeah, and people are willing to give up their privacy mm. like well, that. I, I, and that's the reason why I think that Facebook is indeed like, it's not going to disappear. Well, that streaming but point, at the same time, I want to make a point here because ahead, I've just gone through, so I'm, a, I'm, I'm an old school guy when it comes to like my music and I own my files and then I convert you're, CDs you're, and you're, you're still that kind of stuff. You're, you're still in LimeWire? I'm, I'm not, no, I don't use that <laughs> okay, okay, okay. but I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to any uh, streaming services. And I feel like I'm, I'm trying to get cho like choked out at the moment of it. Like Google play music recently shut their service. And mm. I'm like, why does my Android phone not have a default music player? that can just play my MP3s. Oh, well, it, it's ridiculous your, uh... that I have to go, um, you know, and, and this is, this is exactly what I'm, I'm kind of scared of. I agree with Rowdy's point saying that the digital evolution that was going to happen with the internet, right? We were going to get mm -hmm. to a digital storefronts, Steam and kind of digital content libraries. And the same thing was going to happen with music and video and all that kind of stuff and our games. Um, but what I don't see is like, where's, where's the, where's the benefit to that? Like, is it just the use end user experience, like the ease of use? Is that your, is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Like, in I, I think, I think that's the main thing, the ease of use. But the problem that we're seeing now is that in order to see everything that you want to see, because all of these platforms have become so big, if you look at the music platforms, if you look at the video platforms, yeah. if you, for example, want to watch The Mandalorian and you want to watch Game of Thrones and you want to watch, uh, whatever, I don't know, The Punisher, you need like three different mm -hmm. kind of streaming, streaming services. Yeah. And you, what you see is that, again, you see a piracy movement coming out of that that offer a solution that provides all of these uh, these yeah, three yeah. things together mm -hmm. in just but, one platform well, and you don't even have to pay for it. And it's just as easy. And that is becoming, and I, I think that that is becoming a problem um, for for creators, you know, like people who are making these kind of series, actors, developers, whatever well, that's it is. Why... But at the same time, it's, it's a problem in the industry and it's a fundamental change that needs to happen there, allowing ease of access. People are willing to pay for that. People are not willing to pay three, four times for it for some oh. one thing that they want to yeah, see, and I think that is the that is the problem here. Um, but yeah, I think bringing it back round to VR just quickly is the uh, the, <laughs> the reason why. The, the thing is, what I would say is, I, I would just say, don't pin your hopes on the Quest 2 being jailbroken and then having the full functionality of that headset. My point is yeah, yeah, that yeah. if you hate Facebook enough to boycott the headset, buy go it. buy something else. Yeah, go go buy you know, a $1,000 PC or whatever and yeah, buy that's a, the a thing. fancy it's, PC VR yeah, headset you can't because say there is that. no other alternative uh, right now. That's the no, problem. And that's why you can't say it because that's the only headset you can buy right now or yeah. you don't. Or but the thing is, you know, pirates, you, can, you can buy a, you know, a, a Vive Focus or a, yeah, a Pico could. Neo, <laughs> technically. But, yeah. but but for these very reasons, you wouldn't because they but don't I, have the storefronts oh, that Oculus have. I, I and think, that's I think, my I think, argument I, here. I, I think it's. I think honestly, I think it's great news that there might be an option for people to not having to use a Facebook account to use this headset to then also play the games that we are playing with a Facebook account. But I, as I said, the fact that you don't need to pay anything for the content. That's definitely a problem. So on one yeah. side, this is awesome because there's so there's a big audience that wants to play with the Quest right now, wants to pay the money and wants a pirated version and wants to just enjoy it as much as we do, just not yeah. with, with, with us giving our data to Facebook. Yeah. Have they mentioned anything about Steam, by the way, that you can still use Steam on a jailbroken device? No. I don't know. See, but... that, see, that would be a viable. That would that would actually be useful, right? If you yeah. can bypass Facebook on the Quest Two and use it primarily as a PC VR headset, fine. I'm all down with it. But all I'm talking about is the the standalone functionality. Yeah. I don't think you're going to yeah. get the same um, functionality. Can I float an idea? Just yeah, taking sure. us back into the 1990s for a second, right? So singular ownership, singular price. My wife floated an idea with me, which I thought was really interesting, and I just wanted to see what your opinions were of this. So. Uh, she said to me, because she was really hesitant to convert her, her Quest, her original Quest 1, 
and sign up with a Facebook account, like many people have been, right? And that, because they've got a lot of um, they've got a lot in the in the kind of Facebook circle, they don't necessarily want to merge the two. And as long as they're not on the new equipment, they can hold off until 2023. So, um, so the so really the question that that she posed was like, why don't Facebook offer a uh, instead of us bleeding blood for selling our data and, and all of that? Why don't they offer a price? Like if, if, if it cost you, I don't know, a thousand to use Facebook services for lifetime, but you weren't going to get ads, they weren't going to track your data, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. All the, all the kind of mm-hmm. nasty stuff is out. Like, would you be interested in that? Would you pay for that? And the same thing kind of extends here, which is if you could buy a Quest 2 for the full hardware price that's not undercut by the fact that they're selling your data, connecting it to Facebook, you could buy a tetherless, like a, un, un, like a region unlocked phone, for double the price for six hundred, would you? Is it still a compelling sale at, at that at double the price? You know, for the hardware. And I think actually, yeah, I think there's people out there who would, who would there go for that. Is. Yeah, that probably yeah. is. But that's... the problem is just that Facebook will never do that because yeah, that's, that's not their yeah. business that's not model. That's not their business model. No, that's the problem. The, the, but the, the amount of money that they could charge you is is yeah. peanuts compared peanuts. to the money they make of you. <laughs> but but again, uh, I just so. kind of wanted to reiterate that we don't have any evidence that this jailbreak actually even exists at this point. But my 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 point was that a lot of people are hyping this up as like the holy grail of like this is the Quest 2's future when really I don't think it is. And I just think you should be aware of that. But obviously, mm-hmm. as soon as we get more information and we see some actual evidence, then we'll, well keep I mean, you updated on I mean, the show. I mean, if you do not like Facebook, then this is a great hate symbol to use. So Of course it is. Of course it is. Um but piracy, yeah, it's interesting for sure. Um, I'm very curious. I, I'm really hoping that this is actually true, and we're gonna see some 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 options there for for people who want to use Quest in a different way. Yeah. yeah. So that is uh, some news about a supposedly jailbreak, um, mm-hmm. but we'll get more information to you when we hear it. Next up, yes. some news from our friends at VR Chat, which was reported on by Road to VR this week. According to Steam DB, which tracks users in games and experiences on Steam, VR Chat broke a new record for their concurrent users, reaching over 24,000 concurrent players last week. So this is pretty cool. Uh, originally, they saw a spike when, you know, uh, sort of VR Chat went viral, you know, with like <laughs> Knuckles memes and all that kind of stuff. That it, it was like a similar sort of spike then, about 20,000, but now it's, it's kind of like slowly built up over time. And now it's like almost a consistent uh, level of 24,000 players playing, which is which is pretty amazing, really. I guess there's a lot of factors to consider here. You know, you've got like YouTube channels like Josh Dub and the boys, you know, they're, they're using VR Chat to create these like hilarious YouTube videos, which are extremely yeah. popular. You've also got like uh, people on Twitch that are following people exploring VR chat and people a lot enjoying that content as well. And of course, the big one, you've got the pandemic where people just want to socialize with other people uh, in, in a social environment, meet new friends, you know, and, and sort of let off a bit of steam online. And I get I get that as well. So it seems that VR chat is really booming right now. And I think that's really great to see. You know, we've had uh, VR Pill on the, the, the show previously talking about VR chat and like virtual marketplaces and where VR chat might go in the future. So if you're interested, go and check out that previous interview with him. Um, but what do you guys think about VR chat? You know, like especially for people isolated at home right now and using it as a social outlet. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't very positive on VR chat initially, but um, after a few very positive experiences with it, I like the app. I think it really underperforms. I think uh, the Quest version still it lags yeah. in most of the scenes. It's like it's it, it's not the best like Quest uh, app to go and socialize with other people. But if you want like everything and anything to do, like from board games to six hour horror episodes to um, just art uh, or or hangouts like going into a nightclub, 
VRChat's pretty awesome. And the fact that you can really customize your character and be you, whatever that version of you you want to be, I, I think it really deserves some, some, some chance. And I think the thing that will put people off it is probably the first handshake in VRChat is, is, is bound uh, to be one that's maybe a little bit rude. Um, but I think if you give it its, its kind of time of flight, um, I think you'll probably end up finding something you like in there. That's good. Yeah, That's yeah. good sort of summary there. But I think, yeah. you know, as the technology evolves, you know, we've seen with the HP Reverb G2 Omnicept Edition, which we talked about on a previous show, talking about the G2 very shortly, sitting right there, um, is that, you know, with with face tracking, uh, eye tracking, the Decca gear, you know, more sort of intricate muscles moving around your face, that that's being tracked as well. I think when we get to that level, when people are doing full body tracking, facial tracking and everything, it's going to get super, super interesting. And I think that's when mm. it's going to go even crazier yeah. uh, because people can really express themselves in, 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 in greater ways than in VR, where you're kind of limited right now unless you want to spend a lot of money. Yeah, and I, and I, and I also think like the like VR chat doing so well, like the team behind it, like we had uh, Bill on the show, Mm -hmm. um and he um he said that they were already working remotely from the start so Mm -hmm. they're super flexible in that sense Um, because you could think like oh vr just works on itself but there are people moderating it there are people constantly make sure that the servers are up and running that things get updated i mean uh a couple of months ago they had like a complete like ui update that Mm -hmm. is really nice um so yeah it's like also the people behind it that are working hard it's not only the youtubers who are hyping it up and the twitch people uh like i i do think that that the like the latest spike came uh from among us because yeah. you can you can pretty much play among us in in vr chat and also fall guys um so uh <laughs> vr chat has become yeah as you said a place to meet but it has also become a form of entertainment mm-hmm. um a, 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 it's almost like for some people it's a program that they use to well um yeah, make content with. It's a living it's, meme as well. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's the, the th- it's a meme machine. Uh, VRChat is like li- literally the closest that I've found to going in. Like Altspace doesn't have that. Uh, you know, yeah. a lot of the other social apps like you know, VTime and all these other things, mm-hmm. they, they don't have that kind of flavor. But this is like you step into a meme. And as, as long as you're prepared to step into a meme, uh, <laughs> it can be a bit violent or mm. erotic at times, um, that, you know, then, then then you're fine. You're going in loaded. Uh, but yeah. it's, and it, it's and an it's, exciting and time. It's, dude, like it's the most ancient app of all apps that you <laughs> so can old. find. Uh, yeah. Like we have seen other uh, apps trying to do the same, like Sensor and, and Jan- those, Janus VR, um, for but, example. But even yeah. Facebook yeah. themselves with Horizon, right? With Horizon they try uh, to yeah. but VR chat seems to be like it's it's getting it's getting carried by the community and 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 yeah that's something that is just making it so awesome yeah 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 and it's free you know that's the most amazing thing about VR chat still free no no microtransactions either no. where for no. example a rec room and those kind of apps yeah. they have of course cosmetics but still uh, they're there's the market of course that that Bill talked about but that's yeah. still an uh, something that the community came up with yeah but yeah, I think as well, like we've only just scratched the surface and seeing what kind of content the community starts making. You know, when we talked about the devouring on previous shows, you know, that that, that horror experience with you guys was just so amazing. And and the fact that that was built in VRChat by VRChat community is is a real testament to see, you know, what sort of creativity is going to come out of that in the future. So, yeah, yeah. hats off to VRChat. I think they're absolutely killing it right now. You know, just top their record for concurrent users. So congrats to them. And mm-hmm. yeah, looking forward to see what happens in, in the future with it. And what's interesting, too, is that uh, HTC is uh, is invested into VRChat. So they're going to this is also a win win for them. Mm hmm. 
Great. So that's some news about VRChat, a little update there. And the final bit of news this week comes from Vertigo Games, the developers of Arizona Sunshine, with an update of their latest zombie shooter in development called After the Fall, which which is planned to come to SteamVR, Oculus Rift, and PSVR. Now, the game is set in a post-apocalyptic frozen LA where you're up against these kind of like snow zombies. <laughs> they're kind of called, zombies. They're, they're called the snow breed. Um, I played an early version of this game back at Gamescom last year. Uh, Nathan, you played this one as well at Gamescom? Uh, and you at boys, E3. Yeah, yeah we got E3. to play it at their studio as well. We got to play yeah. the studio, yeah. Um, I thought it was, you know, it had a lot of promise, you know, being that kind of, and scratching that Left for Dead itch because it's a four-player online zombie shooter. Um, but it felt a bit arcadey for me. I think you guys kind of shared the same opinion. Yeah. Uh, am I right? Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some neat uh, weapons like a multi-lock rocket launcher that, that would was amazing. fire off. I mean, that was pretty cool. That was awesome. Um, so I think they could go either way with this one. You know, like the it felt very much like the thing uh, in terms of the yeah. environment mm-hmm. and the yeah. gameplay. As you said, felt a little bit like Left 4 Dead with some crafting kind of shoehorned yep. into it, which I thought maybe was unnecessary if they wanted to really go for the kind of fast-paced co-op that, that the game was really touting yeah. for. So it'd be interesting and to see what game design decisions they've stuff, taken. Right? Yeah. Like enormous hordes in this game. I don't know. Like the amount of... It felt a little bit like just Arizona Sunshine all over again with just a reskin and not really innovative in, in the sense of what you were playing. Um, but One thing I liked though, right? Did you guys notice this as well? I liked, and I don't know how they're going to work this out with the performance, the bodies, like when you killed things, they stuck, they they piled up bodies mm. of zombies, hordes mm. of them were collapsing on top of them each other, and they were just stacking up. And when I asked one of the developers, uh, this is when Rowdy and I were invited over for their anniversary, their tenth anniversary for Vertigo Games, and we saw in their studio this game. Um, I was like, "How's that going to work?" Because most games have a problem with performance, and like, "Oh yeah, we haven't really worked that out yet." It's like, okay, so if that yeah. makes it to the final cut, great. If they've managed to solve that, I want a zombie game where they don't have disappearing corpses. That sounds cool. I think I think what they they, they want to do is they don't want to make the same mistake that The Walking Dead Onslaught made and make it too arcadey and, and too accessible. You know, and, and certainly that's been some of our complaints with Population 1 as well, being far too arcadey in that sense. If they can make it a bit more gritty, you know, you can share items, you can reload properly, mm. you know, add that sort of real tension. Because that was one of the things of playing Left 4 Dead was that when someone was like healing up and wrapping a bandage around, they couldn't, they were vulnerable. Same with reloading, you were vulnerable. So you had to rely on your teammates and communicate effectively to work together and get yeah. through it. And I really hope that that kind of I, tension uh, translates into this game. Because if it wants to be a Left 4 Dead clone, mm. it really needs that tension in there no, as well. I, I don't think, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the reason why it was well they said it themselves delayed was because of the pandemic but it's mm-hmm. also because the oculus quest 2 came around and they were like oh dang it we need to so i don't think so i don't think okay. so but maybe maybe they want to go into a different kind of direction but yeah i don't know i'm, I'm curious to see what they're gonna do with it i think it's good that it's in the oven for now mm-hmm. they're gonna work on it a little bit longer but yeah, Ali, they made they made Arizona Sunshine. And they're still selling it. They're, they made DLCs yeah. upon a point where I'm like, maybe you should work on something new. So I don't know. Uh, You're not optimistic. No, that they're going to change no. up the mechanics. Okay. No. My, yeah, so, I've got a concern. I've got a concern to voice, which is um, Arizona Sunshine, for the majority of the game, is bright and inviting. Like the environment is inviting, and then you have like these downtrodden zombies coming at you as you're blasting. So aside from small sections of the game that are quite dark, 
in the mines. It's relatively bright. Yeah, yeah, the mines of <laughs> mines of Moria. Moria. Um, <laughs> but I, I really do like I, 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 I get a concern with certain types of games, and I think that if it's not like a horror game and you're expecting it to be a dark dungeon of of something, like making it generally uh, depressing environment can be quite heavy on you. True. And there's like it's it's the same thing that I think Alex fell victim to in 2020 is people need when they're playing a game sometimes to feel a little bit elevated like whether that's in a bright surrounding or whatever not necessarily be dragged down so if they stay kind of dark and kind of a depressing environment well, yeah I get your point but I think it with can Alex, make me feel too heavy for them you know yeah with Alex they they, they they were able to balance it out with Russell because he offered like comedic, comedic relief. relief yeah. yeah. It's, it's no, right, what, what, what this game needs it's very simple because they're going for a co-op experience as we said it's very welcome because it's rare and we need something and vertigo is a big studio they have a lot of money to pull off something you know something decent yeah. um but what it needs is okay you play together don't make the same mistake as what they did with stormland where it's like you both have your own story basically and you can't mm-hmm. Like you said with Population 1, where you throw a magazine or we have a puzzle. Oh, you need to stand on that pendant. Oh, I need to stand on that one. Oh, now you need to turn this, but we need to time it together, blah, blah, blah. So do something together, have puzzles in there. It's not only shooting zombies or where someone needs to craft a gun, but then someone else needs to help to get that stuff and write it into the story. Have some, you know what I mean. Yeah. That's kind of what it needs. Crisscross VR mechanics. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They basically explained in a tweet this week that they're going to have to push the game from uh, this year to next year, uh, early 2021, they said, to ensure the development team has sufficient time to deliver the experience that meets our vision. They mm. said they want to make After the Fall the best and most gripping co-op VR FPS experience possible. However, with the COVID-19 outbreak and everything going on in the world, we are facing challenges that require more time to safely develop After the Fall and meet our high standards. Another reason why this could have been delayed is because they usually make these games also ready for arcades. They have their own arcade business. That's true. So yeah. they they were like, okay, we could uh, release it now, but there's no arcade to run it on. And if, if there is an arcade, of course, most people are not going. Mm-hmm. So I think they're just waiting it out and, 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 just, uh, and hopefully that will improve the game, as we said. I think it was kind of ready. Uh, when I played it, even at E3, I thought it was just an okay shooter uh, but mm-hmm. hopefully they can now make it more yeah something unique something different yeah they also uh, were recently acquired actually vertigo games they yep. were acquired by uh cock media and it's uh, spelled k-o-c-h for those interested uh but the core development team remains intact so um you know it's the same team that have been working on the game they're going to continue working on the game from here on out it's it's weird you know i was watching a dutch stream of rocket league and they were the freaking sponsor of this. Oh, really? Yeah. And, it's, and, and, and yeah. no, 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 it was like Vertigo, but yeah. Oh, Vertigo, right. Yeah, and then uh, Vertigo, uh, like uh, Arizona Sunshine came up and it's like, buy it now. I'm like, you're advertising on a Rocket League event where that's, no one owns a that's headset. That's interesting. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, what the, what the heck is this stuff? Uh, but yeah. It's a Dutch company and it was a Dutch tournament, but then still it's Rocket League. So why? Yeah. But like yeah. you said, you know, even if they just delayed the game to bring it to Quest, I'm sure that'll work in their favor. You know, uh, the yeah. Quest is, is where you want to develop a game right now. I'm that's sure they're going to do the, that. Yeah. The most eyeballs on your game for sure. What's, so. uh, Rowdy, what are your opinions on the game? Because you, I think you got to play it as well, right? At the at the party. Like, what what, do you, what are your memories yeah. of it? I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while, though, since uh, since oh. we played that game. So, and we only played, like, I think, like, it was so, sort of like a tutorial level that we did. Um, yeah. What I liked about it was the environment. 
I thought it was really cool to, to see like, you know, that indeed like the thing kind of environment that really r reminded me of that as well, especially when you said it. Uh, I, I liked as well that the the horde seems really impressive. Like it was like, I, I remember when that, that, that one horde came towards us, I felt like a, like a moment of like, a, like an adrenaline rush or like some kind of anxiety that I was like, oh Jesus, like, you know, what's, what's going on here? Like, I'm ever going to take this down. I liked that a lot. Uh, what I didn't like was like again like the arcade art aspect of it. Like it felt really like more like a like an arcade experience. Like you were hoovering um, up uh, items. I remember for for crafting. Yeah, and you exactly. Were, yeah. You were just hoovering them up from points. afar. Yeah, like like Kirby. Yeah. You know, where's like, Kirby? Yeah, <laughs> sucking them up. And if I remember correctly, it also had like a bit of like a narrative experience, right? When we were going through there. So I did like that as well. And so I think that you know some more games need that. Uh, so I was happy that they they continued that trend. Mm. It's a good point. You mentioned the fast zombies because not a lot of VR experiences have fast zombies and hordes. hordes. I'd actually love to see because I there was a there was a game that I played ages ago. I cannot remember. It was an abandoned project where you would be boarding up houses and stuff. The zombies were the opposite. They were like incredibly slow, but there were masses of them. And similarly, uh, corpses would stay around, and you actually had to like board up. Oh, um, development doors. I, I'm trying to remember the name of it now, but. I still haven't seen like a really slow, pervasive zombie horde game. Oh. I think it's because again of the performance Just, cost. Dude, play Onslaught. They have the biggest horde ever. It's a PNG that, that comes at you. Don't even dare. That game is bad. Don't you dare. <laughs> anyway, let's yeah. hope this one's not bad. That's after the fall, uh, delayed into 2021, early 2021. So hopefully we won't have to wait too long. But fingers crossed. I'm optimistic about it. Vertigo makes some good games. So fingers crossed it's a good one. Yeah. Um, so now let's get into the main topic this week. I know a lot of you have been waiting around, sticking around for this, uh, talking about the HP Reverb G2 first impressions. Um, Nathy and I got uh, sent the Reverb G2 uh, by HP for free. So full disclosure, they did provide it for free uh, for yes. a review. And I should also say that everything I say right now isn't my final stance on the headset. Um, I've only been using it for like a matter of hours, you know, maybe four or five hours so far in the actual headset, which I don't think is long enough to really give a, a, a conclusion of whether it's a, a great headset or not. You know, I have some initial thoughts that I will share with you, but just be warned that this isn't my final say on the headset. So yeah. I just kind of kind of want to throw that caveat out there. I'll have a definitive review on the channel um, sometime next week once I've sort of done it. But there's a lot of things I really want to test in depth that kind of uh, require a bit more thought before I sort of give my final opinion on it. So I hope that makes sense. Yep. Um, let's talk about uh, what actually comes in the box. Um, you get headset. the headset, which is great, <laughs> what you would expect. Uh, you get two um, controllers, Windows Mixed Reality controllers. You get a long uh, five meter or so uh, cable, which is really good. It's got a little breakout box on it. So you've got on there a display port, mm. USB-C, and a little socket that you have to plug in um, mains power into, a bit like the... Uh, the valve index in that sense mm -hmm. um so if you don't have a usb-c port there is an adapter which is included in the box um i've kind of wrapped it around this other adapter but you can see it i don't know if my camera will focus uh but you can kind of see it there oh there you mm -hmm. go it's a usb-c to usb-a adapter and yep. you've also got a, a display port to mini hdmi adapter as well that you can use for laptops mm -hmm. so you've got some options there which is nice to be included in the box uh if you don't have a usb-c port um Let's talk about the setup process because I think that should be addressed because it's very, very easy to set up this headset. 
Uh, if you've got Windows 10 installed on your PC, you know, Windows Mixed Reality is pre-installed on every Windows 10 PC. So it's pretty much as simple as plugging the headset in. It's detected instantly. There is an update that it downloads and you're pretty much in the Microsoft Cliff House environment straight away. Like it, it's super quick, easy and painless. And we've talked about it before on the show that accessibility in VR is really key for pushing it out there to the masses because you don't want to be setting up sensors and drilling them on your wall i know that you know for enthusiasts they don't care i personally don't care about doing that either but for the, for the mass market and and for where vr needs to go you know it needs to be easier quicker and simple to get set up in vr and i think you know they've done a great job on that what do you think of that nathy is like have i kind of summarized that in a nice way yeah no that that's how it works um of course uh the cliff house has not much to offer so if you want to play games, then you still have to go to Steam and download the actual mixed reality software there. So yes, I agree. It's easy to actually make it work, but playing games is a is a step ahead. So yeah. uh, I, I I thought that um, using the Cliff House, uh, they call it mixed reality portal. Uh, it's not the most consumer friendly place to arrive in if you're buying your first headset at least. Of course, if you come from a Rift S, a Valve Index, Pimax, whatever, you're used to fiddling around with it. But if this is your first headset and you're in the cliff house, it's like it's there's no introduction in there where it's like, hey, welcome to VR. This is what you can do with it. This is blah, blah, blah. So that's something I was missing where it's like, listen, you're targeting to the gamers. So make sure to show them an experience or give them yeah. some heads up of what they can do. And the, the interesting thing is as well that I found in the Cliff House, it doesn't give you any in instructions on how to install the, the Steam VR part no, no, of it. No, like, no. You, you have to kind of figure that out for yourself. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. no in instruction in the box to say, oh, go to Steam VR. So you need to go to Steam VR, yes. install install that um, in Steam, and then also download within Steam VR uh, the Windows Mixed Reality Portal, which exactly. kind of links the two together, uh, uh, like serves as a gateway but, between the two. Then so so I did like because for me the way I have been kind of testing it is what if you if you're a new consumer if you're a starter is it easy enough to do it? So I was Googling that, what you said, like, how do yeah, I, I connect Google my as well. How yeah. do I play games on my HP Refurb G2? How do I connect it to Steam? Yeah. I couldn't find any clear page explaining me this. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something you need to put in the box. I remember uh, buying my Vive. There was like this big uh, poster that showed this little portal guy going to this software, whatever, and showing yeah. it. So that's something they need to add because... Even that mixed reality portal is the standard. You need to have that installed. Steam yeah. is where you're gonna play the games, and yeah. they're not really explaining that. And and that's the thing, you know, like um, from Cliff House and the the Microsoft Store situation. You know, I think the last time I tried a Windows mixed reality headset prior to the the reverb this week was like the Dell one, and mm. and the store and the Cliff House. Hasn't changed no, really no, at hasn't all changed. in that time. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Um, and, and it's weird when you're in there. Imagine you, it's your first time in VR. There are like these uh, buttons on the on the walls. It's at like um, hologram. It's it's basically the Hololens menu, and you yeah. press it, and then you can spawn like a like an animal on a bike that just circles around. You can go into some 360s. There is a cinema, but it, it it's not working as a cinema. So it's it, yeah, like the mixed reality portal. Is not a great place is to start a, at all. Is this a really unflattering greeting? Because that's what I'm it's getting very from most of you. It is. It is. It, and but, is yeah. it even up to the benchmark of like Steam VR Home or Oculus? Home? Is it? No, is it like halfway no. there? No, like, how no, would you describe no, no. it to someone who's never used Cliff House? 
it's just a bare bones house that's kind of boring and dull and you've got access to the store you can check your email why you'd want to check your email in vr i don't know it's windows um, it's basically you're it's, it's, arriving yeah, in windows. windows yeah um, um but yeah once you once you've downloaded the the windows mixed reality portal for steam vr thankfully you don't have to use cliff house ever again you can just no. launch steam vr it'll detect the headset True. portal will run in the background it's a bit like yeah, oculus home uh you know it needs to run that software in the background as well as yeah. steam vr and, and then you can just jump into steam vr home environment Sorry. and launch games from there portal was the bridging software that connects the two so the mixed reality portal is the program that runs in the background that's like oculus home okay, okay. is it yeah. at least blue and orange um no <laughs> um so so once you've got that you know relatively easy setup but you know like nathie pointed out you need to sort of link the two together but once you've got that you're pretty much set to go to enjoy steam vr content um so let's talk about the headset itself uh starting with the headphones because i think you know the headphones is one thing that's like amazing you know it's yeah. the same audio uh design from the valve index you know these kind of off-ear headphones they sit off your ears so you don't get your ears hot they deliver this amazing like sound clarity that is just top notch you know we loved it on the index and i love it on the g2 as well the oh. the sound that it comes from the headset is awesome brilliant however the microphone um they don't use the same microphone in the g2 that they use on the index they use a different microphone mm. yeah. um and the problem is they said it i don't know what it is it might be a bug it might be a software bug which they might patch out prior to other people getting the headsets but it's way overblown it's almost like they've cranked the gain to 11 and the the microphone is in your mouth when you talk it's that bad and i think you know if you're interested in hearing what it sounds like by default go and check out gamertag vr's population one stream last night which i jumped into halfway through about 40 minutes in and you'll hear how bad it is it's, it's terrible to remedy remedy it you have to go into the windows audio settings and set the slider down to like 35 percent input level and then it's it's audible it's like it sounds okay then still not as good as the, no, the index there's something but it at least wrong. sounds audible at least you know there's something wrong with as you said the, the software uh, because usually 100 percent sounds fine i mean if you use the index 100 yeah. sounds fine and yeah. you can turn it down a bit if you want but no one really does that so yeah that's something that you then need to fiddle around with um but still um like i don't think we, we we're really gonna compare it too much to anything else but it just mm. looks the most like a valve index right i mean it's also partly made by valve in a way uh yeah but um yeah. are the ear pieces as adjustable as they are on index because on index i thought you had um, a vertical move as well as the swivel you but got on that this, as well. when when, when nathan was well. showing it didn't look like you did but um maybe there is also, the yeah. headset looks a little bit more compact than an index. Um, is that correct, or is it more about the same footprint? It's lighter, yeah, and, and it's slightly more compact, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, with the microphone thing, just going back to that very quickly, I've, I've emailed HP to find out what the score is with that, but you can remedy it, like I said, but it looks like when you turn the headset off and you turn it back on again, it jumps back to 100% input level volume. Oh, no. So you have to do it every time. So yeah, I'm sure it'll get fixed, but I just thought I'd highlight it anyway. Um, so yeah, Nathie's showing you that you can adjust the headphones up, down, and swivel. Um, but there's no... It's, it's kind of it's it's the same, although the the arms of like the speakers on the index are a little bit longer. So let's say if you have ears that are a bit more down, then yeah. you have some more room to adjust. So it seems yeah. like that's the only difference. But they sound amazing. Uh, it, it's one of the reasons why I thought this headset was super interesting because uh, this one and the Valve Index 
Audio-wise, there's nothing better out there. Uh, it's True. amazing, these speakers. Like, if you want to watch movies and stuff, or you really yeah. want to enjoy that 3D, that spatial audio, mm. this is like the limit. There's nothing else uh, you, you want to use, seriously. Yeah. Can you do us a favor, just just for the live stream? Can you um, just hold up and, and articulate the speakers kind of slowly so we can see the full play of how far they will both rotate and go up and down? I'm just curious to go. see. So, Nathan, and I'll just narrate it, I suppose. So Nathan's going full kind of 90 degrees back, uh, and then it, it slides up and down on the head strap, so the actual speaker yeah. module. But yeah, you can tell it's a bit shorter. Stubbier. Like you described yeah. it. It's stubbier than the, uh, than the other, but the same module at the end. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. We should probably talk about the comfort as well. Like comfort-wise, it's it's pretty good. Um, you know, it doesn't have a dial at the back like the Valve Index does. It uses kind of more like the kind of spring-loaded um, strap effect that the yeah, like the original the... Rift CV1 had. True. Yeah. So you can kind of put it on like a baseball cap, which personally I really like. Uh, and you use the Velcro straps at the front to kind of tighten it up. And then once you've kind of got it dialed into your perfect fit then you don't have to touch them again you just like pop it on and off like a baseball cap which i really like it also flips yeah, up 90 nice. degrees as well like the back of the strap if you can show that nathy um which i think devs will probably like personally i'll never use it but yeah i was you know, surprised devs... how far it went i was like did i just break it yeah. but uh, this is normal <laughs> devs will probably really enjoy that for just a quick peek into uh, vr and while they're developing their games or whatever so comfort-wise, it's it's on par with the uh, the index because they use the same material. The facial interface is the same material, and the back material is the same material as well. So you just don't have the dial. So just bear, bear that in mind. So one thing that I am missing, uh, because you know I've been using the index so much, is that you have no dial to bring the lenses closer or further right. away. And for me, yep. that's a huge thing. Um, yeah, you don't have the eye relief, and no. and we should maybe touch on what that causes uh, because field of view that affects your field of view uh, because obviously with the index you can dial the, the lenses so they're practically touching your eyeballs which then gives you that 130 degree field of view almost but with the the reverb g2 i would say that the field of view is very similar to the rift s um it's almost it's it, it's it, it's not bad but that's what it's like and, and certainly using the quest 2 more recently i feel like the field of view is slightly greater in the quest 2 um so just bear yeah, that in mind. Like I, I think I, I, I do agree with you. Field of view wise, I wasn't blown away, and I thought with my index, I was able to get the screen closer because you can really like uh, make the uh, lenses hug your eyeballs. Something yeah, I, I totally love to do because yeah. you can feel the heat and it's like warming your eyeballs. It's nice. But uh, but with this one, I felt like I tried to bring it closer with the you know the side straps, but there's just yeah, you kind of have. A little bit of a window-like view, something yeah. that I don't have with my index because, as I said, I have that dial. So that dial yeah. for me is is a little bit of a deal breaker so far. How how do you find the field of view compared to Quest Two uh, with the index uh, with, with the G Two? Because this will be different as well for everyone, depending mm. on your IPD range and how close you you crank that exactly. dial up at the back. I don't. I like honestly. I don't. I, I don't have anything to say about that because you I think really they're both the same. I haven't really been comparing them in that sense uh, because okay. I don't really like I, I that's what I also said to people because people have been constantly like yeah so how do you compare it to this headset that headset I'm like if we're starting to compare it to the Quest 2 it doesn't make a chance because we're talking price straight away 
So yeah. Uh, so <laughs> two quest twos or one G two. Yeah. But, but just, you know just I mean? like yeah. Um, but I get I get it. If you if you say there's both, no real both, difference both between the two, both headsets have like this kind of window like view. But the moment you're playing an amazing game, you're immersed and you're not noticing it anymore. So that's, that's very true. Of, but people want to know. <laughs> of course. You know, people want to know. Of course. Um. So let's um. What else do I want to talk about before I get onto the display? Uh, well, you can you can take off the the covers. You know, on the back you can ah. you can uh, strip that off. And also, this is magnet. Creek. Magnet. I'm yes. also interested. So, in. so the facial interface is held in by magnets, which is the same design as the Valve Index. However, it's not the same shape facial interface. If you've bought VR covers for the Valve Index, they won't fit. Uh, on the G2, so the interface is a different size, so you won't have to, you won't be buying Valve oh. Index spare covers. Yeah, so just bear that in mind. That's one thing I learned. Um, is there a plastic creek? Because remember when t we had Tyrael Wood on, and uh, I'm curious, is the is the creek gone or is it still there? It's still there, but not as pronounced. I would say, like it's, it doesn't, it feels premium. Put it that it way. Whereas I premium. think you know what what Tyrael was saying was that the material they used for the prototype was a bit more brittle so it creaked a bit more it does still creak but i think every headset creaks if you start shaking it around like that so i want to give it i want to be fair to it it feels like a premium product it's not when that's you're what playing with it yeah when you're playing with it it's not it's not that it, you feel it exactly right? yeah um let's talk about controllers and tracking before we get into the the display and the lenses so controller wise it uses a, a, an updated version of the windows mixed reality controllers they have thumbsticks uh, which is super nice, and the button layout is like the Oculus Touch controllers. It doesn't feel as premium as a controller in your hand as the Oculus Touch controllers. Mm. Um, they take two AA batteries, which are like require 1.5 volts to track correctly. Um, so this is what like Tyrell was saying when he was on the show about using like uh, the Panasonic Inner Loops, for example. You'd want a, a higher uh, power rated uh, rechargeable battery with the with any Windows Mixed Reality headset because the lower power rating you use it will cause tracking problems. So just bear in mind that each controller takes two oh. AA batteries each. It comes with them pre-installed, um, but they're going to run through them fairly quickly. Is this any improvement over previous Windows Mixed Reality controllers that you've used, or it's rather on par with those? Oh no, stand out way better than any Windows Mixed Reality controller I've ever used before. Um, it's just that the, the tracking the tracking technology is the same, so that hasn't evolved, mm. and the battery consumption is the same, that hasn't evolved. The ergonomics and the way it feels is way better, but pairs to apples compared to what Oculus are offering with the Oculus Touch, it's not as good or as no. premium feeling, is my point. Especially with those new, uh, those still, I'm still going on the original batteries. I'm at forty percent now on my Quest. Like I'm, I'm a month and a half in. It's yeah. ridiculous. Like, it's and ridiculous. and this is really like. Uh, proves a point here like you know the, the the technology has really evolved on the oculus side um whereas it hasn't really here and that's the problem because you're using two double a batteries per per uh, controller whereas opposed to one with the, the the oculus touch controllers and like you said the the batteries don't know what they've done with them but they, they last forever on the quest 2 whereas the, the way with the, two, with the two batteries that's not a problem is it it's 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 still okay it's still like it doesn't tire in your it, hands it, it or feels okay but also you know bearing in mind it's a heavier controller you would think that it would have stronger haptics as well but it no. doesn't have stronger no, haptics it, the haptics like, are really weak very yeah. uh, disappointing but the thumbstick on it is as you said like everything quality wise feels way way better than than the quest 2 because the quest 2 is a very cheap product compared to this so no no, no i think it's the other way around i think it's the other way around so? i think yeah i think the quest 2 is far superior quali uh, controller quality actually uh, uh, cool. i think yeah okay but i mean the the way like the thumbstick 
I don't like the thumbstick on the G2 either. I prefer the thumbstick on the on the absolutely massive on the Quest. It does look pretty big. It is. It is. Can you hold them next to your hat, just for reference, Nathan? But, but yeah, it is, like it is quite heavy. Like I like this. These controls are not ergonomic at all. They they're not really. Don't, they don't feel like they're made to play like games with. Um, and, we should and also point out that those controllers, the the G two controllers, don't have capacitive sensors in any of the buttons. So mm. unlike the the Quest controllers, where you you know if you put your thumb on the thumbstick, that will be represented in VR when you're in the menu or environment, yeah, but, but yeah. you don't see that uh, in in the in the G two. A cu- small curiosity. It really doesn't matter, but. The lights that we're seeing on the tracking ring, those are visible under normal light, right? Yep. Yep. Like you can see those, Nathy. Those aren't just coming up on no, the no, camera. No, no, yeah, yeah, no, no, no they're, they're visible. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it okay. uses visible light tracking, and and that's what I mean. It's kind of like old technology. Um, yeah. So I kind of wish they had moved to IR. But the thing is, HP are kind of in a way restricted to the the Windows Mixed Reality platform and and their yeah, technology. So, um, in terms of tracking. Again, you know, I don't feel that in my limited testing so far that they're as uh, good at tracking as the current Oculus Insight system is, and that's both with the Rift S, Original Quest, and yeah. Quest Two, the whole range. Um, the problem is, 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 is when you lose tracking, which is it happens very rarely, but when it happens, it doesn't get introduced as quickly as I w- I'm used to. Do you know what well, I mean? Yeah. So it doesn't lock back into place as quickly as the Oculus Insight system. Um, also, when I was playing Olmud uh, in my testing earlier on this morning, and I had the kind of sights of a sniper rifle right up against my face, it kind of got a bit screwy with the controller that was closer to my face. And I know that happens again. It happens with the Quest 2 as well, but just not as pronounced. Um, and again, I'm, I'm being nitpicky here, but again, this is this is the kind of comparison that people want to hear. They want to know the, the, the exact difference. Um, so I would say, like... For a competitive player, like for Lonely Viper, for example, this is going to write that headset off completely for him, you know. Um, For competitive players that need the very best tracking, you know, the Index is still the the only one to really go for, uh, even over the Oculus Insights uh, tracking system. Um, For your sort of hardcore (laughs) players, again, I think you'll be bothered by it. For the casual players who play VR every now and again, they probably won't even notice or care. Honestly, honestly, I still think this is uh, one for the for the sim uh, people. And, I was about and, to ask. Uh, I'm and, like, and, we're and transitioning it, into it, sim and, territory and, now, and, right? And, and Throw and this, the controllers this, yeah, away. This, this was our prediction even before uh, yeah, it, was. it came it out. Was. Um, it was. And, 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 and that's mainly because, as I said, controllers-wise, you're not buying this for the controllers. Yeah. The yeah. strap is nice because there's no dial on the back, so you can just sit nicely against your chair. Back. Play yeah. it. The screen clarity is super nice, so you can see very far into the distance, see what's going on. The speakers are awesome, so you don't need to wear anything, so you kind of have your hands free in that sense. So it's or ears free, should I say? Um, and um, that's it. I, let's, I think let's, it's let's made get for into that. that. Let's get into the, the clarity because I think I've been, you know, I've been fairly critical so far, but this is where things get way better. And like, it is the visual clarity of this headset. Like, it is way and above anything else I've ever tried in VR mm. before. And that's a real testament. Like the lenses combination mm. with the the, the screens, yeah. it's got IPD uh, adjustment in it. You know, it it offers the best clarity of any VR headset I've ever tried. And I think that's amazing. Like in Onward, when I played it this morning, I could see enemies like miles away, like way in the distance. They're no longer like just little pixel mm-hmm. men. They're actual enemies that, that I can identify 
but then I, when I go to ring up my sniper rifle, then I got the issue with the controller. So you've got an advantage by disadvantage in a way. But this is where I think Nathie hit the nail on the head that this, you know, for, if you're a sim enthusiast, you know, uh, you, you racing games are your jam, uh, flight simulators are your jam, you're hyped to play, um, you know, uh, what was it, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Flight Simulator. You've got a beefy rig to, to run this thing. This is hands down the best headset that you can buy. You know, even over the index, I would say it's better to get this one over the index if that's your genre and that's your bag. If you're the casual VR gamer, if you're new to VR, get the Quest 2. If you're on the high end and you want the very best and you're a content creator and you need a good output and you need good microphones and you need good tracking, go for the index. But if you're in this kind of middle ground, sim enthusiast, the G2 is the one to go for, in my opinion. So it's kind of like... I don't feel like it's the kind of all-rounder that maybe, and, and I'm not saying Tyrion's wrong. You know, he's, he's more. I thought he was spot on with with pretty much everything, but I don't think it's an all-rounder headset that's for everyone. I think it does still serve a niche market. It does work with uh, Revive if you want to play Oculus exclusive titles. You know, I played yeah. uh, Robo Recall. I also played Population One using Revive because I didn't have a Steam version of the game at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's great. And the controller parity with Oculus is almost one to one. So if you're moving over from, you know, moving up from a Rift S, for example, you, you'll get on with the controllers instantly, but you will know that the quality maybe isn't as good and the tracking maybe isn't as good. Mm-hmm. But for, for most people out there that are maybe not in the competitive scene, they may not even care. Yeah, yeah. And for four hundred, is it four hundred bucks less than an index? Three hundred. Yeah, uh, it's it, a good. It's it's a great price, and and you know, bearing in mind, you know, you've got the the HTC Vive Cosmos sitting in the same bracket, and this is leagues are better than that. So I can at least say, you yeah. know, if you're in the middle market and you've got the budget for a middle ground con- uh, headset, then you know, definitely choose this one over the Cosmos. Um, yeah. But it really depends on what what you want out of the headset. I would say because you know for watching movies like like Nathie said this is going to be the one to go for you want to watch something in big screen oh my crap it's going to be amazing yeah, in this but headset. It's, it's like you're as you said like it's for specific stuff um but yeah. it's, it's not an all-round headset um and, i wouldn't and say I so. but wish it, it, it fits was, in that but... middle it fits in a middle ground price category as well right it's not as expensive no. as the index it's not as and again and again as, as, a, as, a, as a starter fine you know go for it um is most people that I've seen being interested in this already own something and they always want to have the yeah. best clarity. Um, it's the enthusiast so. market that are mainly interested in yeah, this headset. You can see that, that. That's, you can see I get that, that opinion yeah. and I think it serves yeah. that market well, absolutely. And but, someone asked um, in the chat, like, clarity worth it, uh, philosophy field of view compared to the index. You know, it, hmm. it, it trumps the clarity uh, and the visuals of the index hands down. You know, it, it's very, very clear. But it depends what you want. Do you want field of view or do you want clarity? You kind of have to choose. You can't have both, you know. Question, and mm-hmm. uh, you probably haven't mentioned it because it's kind of uh, an assumed victory, but screen door effect, any? Oh, it's disappeared. Like, you don't even notice it. It's like it's like invisible. There's no screen yeah. door effect on this headset. It's, it's incredible in that sense. And I think that's, that's you know, that's going to be its trump card. You know, uh, the visuals will always win with this headset. And, and for the price point, it's a great price. Yeah. It's just that you have to make some sacrifices or know going in that there are some trade-offs yeah. to this. So, you know, so there, there isn't a perfect headset on the market right now, put it that way. So what you're saying, okay, so field of view versus clarity. And then we're talking about the, the sim racing kind of like spectrum or watching movies spectrum. Because yeah. again, if you want to play competitive... You're not going to play competitive with these controllers. It's not going to happen. Um, no. Then you're going to use the, the Valve Index controllers because the controls Valve Index are 
far better than the ones that HP uh, are selling right now. Uh, not only yeah. because of the battery, but also the way you're holding them. They're more ergonomic. Uh, they make more sense. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's another very good question in chat, which would be uh, very close to my heart with the Index. Index had some ring glare. Uh, some people have talked about God rays. Does this headset exhibit either of those things? Um, it uses Fresnel lenses, so you still got the rings uh, in the, in the, in the lenses. Um, it's not something that I've actively noticed, but I will keep that in mind for my full review. Um, but like I said, you know, at the beginning, this is kind of all just like off the cuff, like thoughts that I've got about this headset. Mm. You know, I'm going to really do some in-depth tracking tests between um, this headset and the Quest Two and and the Index. Oh God. Um, just showing the the limitations of the system um it does it does a good a good job i don't like i don't want to i don't want to say it's like bad I, I think for most people they probably wouldn't even notice these a lot of these things but for a hardcore vr player that's, that's been playing for. vr for a long time that's what it's you, for that's you, why you're you doing it because that's yeah. the audience that wants to buy this and that's why i'm like it's a missed opportunity from hp to to go for that mixed reality portal to not make it more consumer friendly because if you advertise this the right way this could be your first VR headset uh, as a starter, but it's not getting advertised that way. Uh, yeah. and, and that's a shame because I, I do think if, if you're like, oh, I want to, like I saw Population 1 and I want to play some Beat Saber and stuff like yeah. that, it's fine um, because you just don't know any better. But right now, like I have yeah. barely seen anyone who's like, oh, I finally want to get into VR. Let me get the HP Reverb G2. And yeah. that's where, of course, Quest 2 is sucking up everyone. But with a little bit of marketing, with a little bit of bundles, like work together yeah. with developers to bundle games. It's on Steam, as far as I know, like this headset. Use that platform. Make it more visible. Buy some mm -hmm. banners on the front page on a Saturday. It's just some marketing. Like, use it. So I, I think it's not a very consumer-friendly headset so yeah. far. I wish but it it's was. It's hard, though, to be in the middle of that, though, I think. Because you have, of course, the high-end, like, the index kind of market, which, which I mean, everyone, like, is raving about. And then you have, like, the, let's call it, like, low-end, even though it's still considered now to be very high-end, the, the Oculus Quest. Mm -hmm. And this kind of, like, drops in the middle of that. And it's kind of hard to place it into which kind of category that it fits. And maybe that is a bit the problem that... They're aiming for a bit of both of those markets, but can't really cater to, to both of them perf perfectly. I think it serves a good niche, though, with the same enthusiast market. I think really yeah. that, that's where its edge is, in my opinion, anyway. Um, I also want to sort of address something that I've heard people talk about, and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy um, a Reverb G2 and then use the Valve Index controllers yeah. with it. Like, like if if you're spending that much money to do that, you're, you're insane. Like, you're insane because... The, the setup process to get that up and running is going to be such a pain in the ass that I wouldn't recommend doing it. It is then, possible. It is you possible, could have also but... bought a Rift S and used the Velvet. Yeah. You can use every control with every system if you really, the... really want to. But Yeah. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Two. Here's a question, um, man. Oh, sorry, Mike. Standalone Oculus. <laughs> <laughs> the no, question on. I wanted to pose was, okay, I'm a consumer, I hate Facebook, don't want to buy the Quest 2 of my dead body. What headset am I buying? Post your impressions of the G2. Well, really, you don't have much option. You have <laughs> the G2. You, 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 have you don't the G2. have an option. Because you have the Cosmos, which you, I definitely wouldn't recommend. No. Um, so you really you have the, the G2 or the Index. Um, yeah, if, you, if you don't want to play the, the mobile games on Quest, if, you're, if you want the yeah. exclusives, then you just got to wait it out. So which, which direction would you go? 
Index or would you go G2? I think if you... Okay, it's going to so be your daily driver, it's going to be your only headset. Index. Yeah. Yeah. Even I would say that, yeah. Well, mine mine is also still the, the Valve Index. Um, uh, but I should also point out that, that I'm not the target market. I'm not a sim enthusiast. Um, although, Wait, I am you... looking forward to playing Squadrons with it. I just want to see the G2 with a racing sim. I definitely want to see I'll it. I'll tell you, in I'll tell you what I'll do, I'll tell you what really I'll do. Keen. Once I've done with my review, I'll box it up and I'll send it up to you if you want to check it out. You're more than welcome to, because I'd be interested to get your opinion on it as well. From a sim, from purely a sim enthusiast <laughs> yeah. point of view, um, then you're welcome for, to try it out. For me, the reasons why the Valve Index is still daily driver um, is the controllers, first of all. And then the fact that I can uh, change my field of view and bring the screen closer, being able to enjoy the full screen. And last but not least, the microphone. And yes, we had some problems with the microphone, so we have not fully heard it yet. But based on what I've heard, it's not as good as the one uh, on my index. Um, So so yeah, it's kind of... But it is it is a good product for sure. I think that it is. like it shows that HP knows what they're selling. We also sometimes get headsets where it's like, why the heck did they now put this strap on there, or why did they do this? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is definitely time for a next generation controller. Uh, I think inside out tracking is fine. I don't think that's that's a problem. Um, it's just yeah, they need to kind of yeah, innovate a little bit with that. Um, I think yeah, as you said, the controllers yeah. are just hungry for, uh, the for HP uh, Reverb G two. King of Clarity. That's King of Clarity. So we have a uh, we have a couple more people in the chat dropping sure. their addresses there. So uh, oh. Zim can send it over <laughs> there afterwards. It on when and we dead. had Johnny Wells saying, "Just sell it, Zim." Yeah. <laughs> can I also can I also say that I think this headset has been uh, like unboxing wise. Uh, the way they did that, I think it has been very carefully done. Uh, the way it was like in this, what was it, Mike? Like this, like a little bag. Yeah, yeah a little bag, but a nice quality bag, not like plastic mm-hmm. or bubbles, whatever. Uh, nicely done. Also, controllers, like there was plastic on almost every trigger mm-hmm. and stuff. Something that usually you don't really see that. So they yeah. they did a good job on. It feels premium when you unbox oh, yeah, it yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and having just, that five meter cable is great as well. Like it's a it's a true. long cable. It's a long true. cable. It's just that when you unbox it, and as as they said, it's for gamers. There's nothing really on the box. As I said, there is no manual. There is no like uh, exciting welcome. Yeah. They should just make some software. Just make some nice software when yeah. you dive in. Come on. I, like. I, I think, you know, really with the Windows Mixed Reality platform, that was what it missed uh, for all these years is that some killer Microsoft exclusive VR game. Halo Recruit. That w- <laughs> the not Halo Recruit. That, is, that, that would leverage the, the, the system, you know, like where, where's a Forza? Where's a Gears of War? Where's a Halo in VR? VR? You know, that would that would really convert mm-hmm. people to the Windows Mixed Reality platform. And although I see the passion and enthusiasm enthusiasm from hp i don't see that from microsoft in their platform um, so that. I, I, that's again like the big advantage that oculus has is that it's like bundled yeah. together you know and they have software yeah. and hardware and i think that's where hp it's was so smart to, to make an alliance with valve and then build this in collaboration with them yeah. um, to make it more integrated into steam than it is with the microsoft yeah. store it, it, it's a bit it's a bit you know the, the thing is and that's the problem with pcvr right now it's the same with the valve index you buy the headset but there is almost no investment on the content side. So even if you buy it, yeah, if you're buying for your favorite games that you have been playing for a year, like Zim, you know, with his racing games, great. But yeah. if you want something where it's like PC VR doesn't have much games right now. Mm. So it's it's kind of a tricky situation to be buying. It's interesting, though, that with all the headsets that get released, that we still have like, you know, this kind of like 
trade-off that needs to be made, right? Like you either have a trade-off with materials, you have a trade-off with build quality, you have a trade-off with audio quality, with tracking quality. Mm. There isn't like a single headset requirement. maybe. Every system has its flaws and that's why I say there is no perfect headset on yeah, the market exactly. right now. It doesn't exist. Um, so it's very opinionated, opinionated and, and, I think, yeah. in terms of like what the thing is, even dude, if, even if they made the trade-off of using lighthouse tracking, then as Mike said, oh, now I need to put some cameras in while everything is inside out. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I think you know, I, I think that's why you know, as a consumer, if I was new to VR coming to the market now, I'd be confused as hell, and that's why I think you know, like tech outlet, like VR news outlets like Upload VR, Road to VR, YouTube channels like Tyrell Woods, you know, our channels. They, they serve as trying to advise consumers which way is the best headset that kind of supports their needs. But if you don't know what your needs are, that's very no, difficult. That's very hard. And, you know, the best example I can give, I was talking about, you know, trying to sell my Vive Pro. You know mm -hmm. what I noticed? So I put the Vive Pro on, on, on this Dutch marketplace and I put it with the base stations and stuff. It's like full package. And constantly people were messaging me, can I buy the headset only without and what is the price then? And I was first like, okay, they're just not wanting to spend more money. That's not it. They think they don't need that stuff. They really mm. think like, oh, so can I just buy the headset? I don't need that other, like those cubicle things, whatever. So it, it's still like, you're not getting educated. <laughs> you're not getting, like people are not getting educated. And of course we serve a certain audience, mm -hmm. but there is not really anyone who really serves the basic of wait, wait, basics. Nate, Nate. Did you sell it to one of those people? Because <laughs> that no, would be hilarious. No, 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 no. But but, but I, 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 it was there were so many people that were asking the same thing. Um, so yeah, I, I would say to HP something they can improve, and that's easy. Uh, make a little manual, something exciting, showing some games like some racing games or some other games, yeah. like uh, Vive did with their little you know uh, manual. Um, they of course do have a manual when you set it up, but it's just showing the 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 button combinations you can do but nothing like that and then um yeah try to uh make sure that in the mixed reality portal there is a button like go to steam or something or just completely go for steam because this mixed reality portal sucks mm. man it's yeah. so boring it's so weird and if you really step into the mind of someone new, it's like you get completely lost from the get-go. You unpack it you're like oh I'm not gonna play a game I'm gonna, gonna play a game and then it's like Wait, what the heck do I need to do now? Because it's yeah. well hidden within Steam. That software is well hidden. Dude, I had to search for it again because yeah. it's like, wait, I can't just boot up Steam from this portal? No. Nope. You need to first Google it again. Yeah. Uh, so uh, just one thing I wanted to say was I, I find it interesting and admirable that HP have come back again. Obviously, we had Samsung and a few other players, Dell, etc., play into kind of Windows Mixed Reality before, right? And we haven't seen them come back with another revision. Mm -hmm. um, th th this is very good to see. HP is, for those who don't know HP, I mean, they're, they're a brand that's been around, what, 30 plus years. They're they're quite old in in computing. Um, and I, I'm glad that at least this isn't, you know, this isn't a dumpster fire of a headset, that they've come out with a premium product. Definitely not. A great screen that serves a niche well. Yep. Like, I feel like it's, if you were to compare it to something like, you know, we love talking about like the Pimax and what it, it first had visions on and then kind of missed the mark. Uh, this feels like something that had a vision, a strategy and has hit the mark for that niche. Yep. And that's great. So if, it, if it's as impressive as I think it, it probably will be mm -hmm. behind the wheel for driving or simmers uh, flying, for instance, and provided you've got the rig, it yeah. sounds like quite a good option, especially yeah. for those who are anti-Facebook. The best option. The best option for the sim enthusiast, without doubt. Hold on. 
So just use some adjectives for me, Mike. I want to I want to have some verbal ASMR from you here. Describe the clarity, please. Like how does how good does this thing look? Like it's like <laughs> it just moaning a microphone. The thing is, I don't want to. I don't want to overhype it. I don't want to overhype it. It's like exceed, H, it's uh, like four uh, K porn. It's like porn in four K. It's just you can you can you can see more. Like when I was playing Half Life Alex with it, for example, you yeah. you tend to stop and take in the environments more because you can you can suck in all that extra detail. Do you know what I mean? Everything just feels more alive, you know, in that sense, and I like that. I really like that about it, and and that's why I think it is, in my opinion, the king of clarity, and that's probably what I'll call it now in my review. Um, it's a great headset for what it does. It has some downfalls, has some trade-offs, um, but I think you know if you're a sim enthusiast, this is the one for you. Yeah. Uh, and I should also mention uh, some people are asking about um, uh, refresh rate. It's locked at ninety hertz. Yeah. Oh. Um, so that is uh, Anson impression of the HP Reverb G2. Um, yeah, well, interesting, interesting. Yeah. I, I, like, I don't know why, but after I saw uh, some videos of this on YouTube, and we also had Tyrion on, uh, I, yeah, I was uh, like, not that they overhyped it at all, but uh, it, it did feel more amazing than when I finally got it. As I said, clarity-wise, yeah, like totally worth the hype, but the rest. Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's hard to make up for other things that you have. Um, but uh, yeah. as I said, marketing-wise, they could do something there, and then they can get a new audience. As you guys said, like for sim raising, it's awesome, but um, I still think that if someone wants to play some Beat Saber, I think they're going to be fine. Uh, oh, yeah, like some fun. play uh, Beat Saber, fine. It's just like, you know, you have they have a Twitter account. Use it. Use it. Yeah. Uh, run some competitions. Do a Population 1 competition where it's sponsored by HP and throw some money in there. Like, there's so many... Like, just hire me, okay? Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do it. <laughs> sure. But, you know, uh, whatever. Um, no. So there okay. you go. So now let's um, pass it over to Zim. Because we've got some releases to talk about next week. Some interesting games coming up uh, to excite you, whet your appetite. No? <laughs> no? You don't think so, Zim? No, no I, think, uh, I think it's a pile of mediocrity, honestly, uh, oh. for the games that are coming. So, well, there's my opportunity. Thank you for watching. You're going to play these games. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what's coming, and then we're going to do something a little different. <laughs> so, uh, and I like, I, I like doing this. This is good fun. So um, we are, look, these guys know we're gonna do trailer quiz five. Fifth oh one we've done. Oh really? Is that coming. what we're doing? Oh okay. Let me let me, let me get, let me so, get so in position. Jeez. Get, your, get yourselves ready. Rowdy's oh. gonna be first up for that. But first, Damn a it. grand total of five uh, mediocre mentions uh, from Zim. So okay, we have we have four games coming out, uh, or sorry, I should say, have come out on the fifth of November. These are Thief Simulator VR, which Zim thinks is uh, although hilarious very poorly constructed. Go ahead and play that if you like. House Flipper VR. If you want to renovate a house, why are you why are you in a VR headset? I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got Grapple Tournament, which looks a little bit like they tried to steal from Hyperdash uh, and add a grapple mechanic. And then you've got VTime XR, which is a pretty decent VR oh, social VTime, app, yeah. but pretty late grapple. to the punch, oh, if you late. ask me. Uh, it's now coming on Quest. So those four I are thought, there. I thought you said Grab Her Tournament. I was Grab like, 
Yeah, yeah, What's no, going no. On grapple, there? <laughs> grapple, grapple, grapple. Like the grappling mm. hook from Quake back in Quake World days. Um, that's really aging me, I know. And then there's a, there's a delay, a substantial delay to Warhammer 40K Battle Sister, which is due out. <laughs> oh, has really? been pushed back to December. <laughs> I've played that one as well. Oh, played it for a good good time on stream on the demo, which is looks like a kind of a. <laughs> I don't know how would I describe PlayStation, it. PlayStation One. It really, it does kind of feel like a PSVR title. It's a, it's a shooter in trenches, and <laughs> I was really weird. unimpressed. The whole thing, like when I just looked at all of these releases, and I just said, okay, there's nothing coming out on PlayStation that's exciting. There's nothing coming that's exciting on the other platforms. I can't, in my right mind, cover these titles this week. So, one thing that we do like doing on occasion is, uh, is doing a trailer quiz. Which for those of you who are new to this, because we've not done it for a couple of months, um, is essentially I run a historic trailer. One of the F-Reality crew will narrate and see if they can figure it out. These ones aren't particularly difficult, uh, but there's one at the end, a bonus round. So you have to see if you're the first one to name that, if you guys manage to get your ones. Now you gotta get the full tr full game name. I'm not taking partial game names here, uh, so that's maybe a hint in and of itself. Rowdy, you're first up, and we're about to do some trailer quiz. So uh, let, me, let me get things uh, warmed up here, and then uh, and, and we're ready to go. So, um, uh, yeah, you, now you've got me thinking about G2, 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 because, uh, you know, I just did my racing weekend there, Mike, and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can try it, dude. I'll send it over. I'll send it over. You can try it, and oh, then you I, let us know what you think. Oh, I'm e easily saying yes to that, because um, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm very keen on it. It's one of those things that, like, I don't need a purchase, but my wife did just ask me, hey, what do you want for Christmas? So, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Uh, first one, first one's up. Uh, Rowdy, you're going to get to narrate this. Uh, good yeah, luck. Go for it. And go for here it. we go. Let's see. Let's he doesn't see. get this. He's off the show. Oh, this is easy. Oh, th this is... Uh, uh, contractors. Yeah. It is Contractors, you're right. And tell us yes. a little bit about Contractors in your okay, background okay. while it's so, running for a minute. Uh, we're, we're in a, a subway station here, and... Uh, I mean, I'll just tell about my experience exactly. with Contractors. Yeah. Um, is this still one of the... Of my favorite VR shooters, I think. I think very closely followed by, uh, by Pavlov. Uh, I would even rate it a little bit higher than Onward for me because it's a little bit, little bit more of a, like a, a user-friendly kind of like uh, an, uh, experience, especially back then when it got released because, uh, you know, the Onward is very tactical and this is much more, um, I wouldn't say arcadey. It still feels very realistic, but it's more like the, the Rainbow Six kind of type, you know, like where you, yeah. you squat up and you, you shoot people and, and that's about it. It's and more you, accessible, you I think. It's more accessible. That's, a, that, that's the word I was looking for. Um, but it's the environment there's look I think they look great uh, the weapon mechanics are, are fantastic um, I don't really know how it is with like the bullet drop and that kind of stuff because I know that Pavlov contractors and onward all have different kinds of bullet drops yeah. but I, I tend to perform better in this game than I perform in Pavlov so uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm all for this one can you believe it's been it's actually been uh two years it was december 2018 the contractors landed it feels to me like it was just yesterday the contractors came out mm -hmm. and actually what year was it 20? Uh, december 2018 december 2018 wow, isn't that that long ago right? yeah it's crazy um and uh, the reason I, I hosted this one as well is uh, it's now been announced for quest so although some of you have been in like a closed beta for quest this game actually runs pretty darn well and uh december 3rd it's launching for Quest. So December 3rd, Contractors is actually coming. And so I'm really happy to see wow. that coming. 
Uh, it's obviously beaten Pavlov officially to the store as well, which is other big news. Hmm. So I'm still, I think I'm still that... here, by the way. My, cam my camera's died, so apologies. Yeah, you look much better, Mike. Much better. You look great. You look great. I, I turned the lights off for this, specifically. <laughs> I, I think actually that me and Zim uh, play contractors uh, for the first time, both of us together. I don't yeah. even remember. It's that's like so. that's going back beyond my memory. Anyway, good job, Rowdy. You got it. All right, we're gonna move to Mike next. <laughs> Unless Every Mike, you want me to put Nathy first. Everybody, hit that like button. Otherwise, the lights aren't going back on again. <laughs> <laughs> going dark. You have, uh, this has never happened to us before live. I love it. Uh, do you have like a spare battery or something, or what's your uh, what's your? Or are we just gonna run with you dark for the rest of the show? Um, I could grab a spare battery, but go on. Let me run the trailer first. Okay, so we'll run the trailer. Here we go. If Mike doesn't get this in five seconds, I'll be surprised. All right, Mike, over to you. Oh, this is Daedalus. There you go. <laughs> so tell <laughs> us a seconds. little bit about Daedalus and your experience with it then. Um, it was a really great game on the Oculus Go. Um, it was one of those games from Vertical Robot, the same team that brought you Red Matter, which is uh, one of our favorites. Um, you're kind of in this like cage, which you kind of like bounce and accelerate into the sky to different platforms it's like a platformer in vr where you collect little orbs uh it's very very unique uh there's not really anything else like it um but yeah it was a really fun game for the go uh, i really recommended it but obviously now it's kind of a bit outdated for modern vr headsets and indeed it is and uh, i'm glad you mentioned that the reason again i'm each one of these has kind of a tie back i wanted to mention it because of vertical robot and uh their fantastic update obviously to red matter for Quest 2, how sharp those visuals look, how incredible that thing is. But if anyone out there happens to have just picked up a Go, you know, while it's still alive for however much more time it's got, uh, Daedalus is one of the better titles actually on Go. Um, it was very, uh, very applauded by John Carmack back in the day. Mm. Okay, Nathan, you ready for your challenge in trailer quiz, my friend? <laughs> no, <laughs> but go ahead, sure. All right, Nathan, this one's over to you. Mm -hmm. So. Again, I think you'll get this pretty quick. Oh, um, easily. yeah, uh, easily. Uh, I forgot the name for some reason, but uh, it's a beautiful third-person game. It's what I do know. Um, and there's a new one coming too, but it's not VR. Um, and I think it's it's like you have your husband, you're taking your husband with you and he's in a bag and you're taking him to like another world or something. It's a bit like, a bit, yeah, like you're entering hell. It's very creepy too. It's beautiful though, uh, and the VR support. The name, Nathan. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the name anymore. I, I forget the name. That's so funny. You got half of it actually. You said it. Oh, so. actually. Oh, uh, Bagman, uh, man in bag game. Oh god. What Bagman? <laughs> Bagman? Bagman two? No, I don't know. Like I forgot the name, man. I don't know Unfortunately, why. Unfortunately, this one makes me super sad that we're not going to see the sequel in VR. Yeah, this true. is Hellblade. Oh, Hellblade. Senua's yeah. Sacrifice, which has actually great VR support. If you're thinking about like mental health, and many of us are in 2020, I think it's one of the best titles. Uh, if you're if you're fighting demons actively yourself, you yeah. know someone who has. It does an incredible job of making you really feel Senua's pain as she's going through this saga. Yeah. It's a pretty long game as well. You get a good I can't remember now, maybe between eight and fourteen hours. I can't remember exactly how long it took me to beat it. Uh, but the game is is fantastic visually, uh, audibly as well. Some of the best the audio in a, in a VR enabled title and some of those scenes and the kind of cinematic effects that you you have 
just bloody fantastic. As Nathie alluded, um, there's a second one, Hellblade 2, which unfortunately has been... Um, the, the studio behind this is Ninja Theory. They've been bought up, and unfortunately now they're uh, developing, I think, exclusively for uh, Microsoft. So. so this is going to be the first launch title for G2. <laughs> hey, nice. honestly, if they pulled that off and they did a VR-only you know, G2 one, I'd be buying a headset in, in a heartbeat. Hellblade recruit. Um, this is good. Now we come to the real challenge, my friends. Um, okay. So this is the this is the one that's less. Uh, I thought you'd all get your your titles, and you did. So well done. So that's one point each. Who's going to be able to clock this one? First one to call it um, is going to take it. Now um, I'm not going to give you any hints to this one. 21st of November, 2018, uh, is when this trailer landed. So let's see if uh, any of you catch this one. Uh, feel I'll I'll narrate it as we go, so people get a so that we're we're showing off a kind of um. Uh, an underwater sequence that then pans oh, past uh, a, a can space I, can, station. Can I guess? Yeah. Siren? Bingo. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's ping. I was just about to yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah. That's just bad ping from my end. <laughs> bad um, ping. Like oh, God. Are you really Mike, doing Mike this, Mike is in Jim? the UK. Like, come on. Oh, like. Jim, please. Why? Why are you doing this? Why are you highlighting this one? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like Siren, man. Because if you're not careful in VR, we could end up with more titles like Siren. Siren was a... Um, <laughs> Maybe one of the worst like attempts at a at a horror game that I'd played. I played it on the show floor a little bit, then I played it on a stream, and um, I think you each have had a, a, a touch with it as well. So yeah. it had a couple of different episodes. Haven't. You haven't okay, good. Don't touch it. It has the weirdest weirdest sequence. Like you start off in this lab that feels somewhat like Alien Isolation, and then you're fighting these weird screeching um, mermaids. How would you? How would you? They're like mermaids, right? They're like yeah. Terror mermaids. Mermaids with legs. Space station. If you want something in this effect, in this arena, that is actually a really solid game, I would go for Dead Effect 2, which has multiplayer after a certain level. Yeah, you're right. It's got a similar vibe, but it actually works. Um, And it has has a multiplayer that Mike and I never played. It has a what? A a multiplayer. It has a multiplayer. multiplayer. But you have to play it till certain points. It looks a little bit like uh, I was like, the the persistence. It looks a little bit like that as yeah. well. Again, if you're looking for a great, um, a, that's a great mention, um, Rowdy. Uh, the persistence, which I got onto because of uh, Gamertag VR. He he was really hyping that one up, and I went and played it. And actually, it's a, it's a fantastic so game. So who who, who made this game again? Who made Siren? Hammerhead. So if you remember Hammerhead, and this is the part of the story Wait, you, you asked me again. Hammerhead is the ones who also made Abe. Steam. Or not? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Abe. Abe, Abe, yeah. Abe, yeah. They're working on a new one as well. Yeah. So there's some news about their studio, and I wanted to cover that off. And this is, again, one of the reasons that I wanted to to touch on them. So they've actually been, they had, um, Hammerhead was like one half of the company. And then they spun off Dimension, who uh, focus on volumetric capture. And they've now subsumed Hammerhead and that team into Dimension. So this is a London and Newcastle-based team in the UK, and they focus on like the capture of digital humans, XR, uh, mixed reality capture, and are actually the Globe and my, uh, Microsoft's first um, official partner for mixed reality capture. So they've produced some pretty cool things. There's a 2020 reel showing to the audience at the moment, um, and it just shows like their uh, their new focus, let's say. So. I think it's really interesting in VR that although you can be a studio who maybe falters and doesn't really make it in the end, um, there's a, there's maybe another avenue for you. And this is something that I can see becoming a big deal. Um, wanting you know wanting studios to advertise their games, 
wanting to produce more and more kind of immersive content. And we've all we've all talked about, um, you know, that that uh, that valley, the uncanny valley um, that you experience. But if you can capture, you know, humans really well in volumetric, that's what we're going to be looking at in a few years with our high high res displays yeah, uh, with full body here. body catching, you know. So um, that's why I wanted to mention it. That's dimension. Um, and again, they're still kicking and breathing. And if you're a studio out there looking mm. for somebody to partner up with, these guys look quite capable from their 2020 reel. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And this dovetails into my next point. Um, one thing I didn't mention at the start, uh, and many of you know, still my favorite VR game at all is uh, is Skyrim. And I've been toying around with mods, which mm. is unlike me because I'm a vanilla yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is now the capability um, for the last couple of months, but I didn't know about it until recently. There's something called VRIK, so it's a it's a reverse uh, kinetic mod for full body tracking in Skyrim, wow. and really makes it feel like a proper VR what game. The heck? Uh, okay, replaces all the menus and stuff. It's a little bit involved in the install process, but if you give yourself an hour, you'll be able to do it, and the effect is incredible. Um, so that's just a quick shout. VRIK, search that, and you can install it over on Nexus Mods. Uh, a few steps you got to take in, in advance of that. And the other little piece of news I wanted to mention in terms of releases, one of my favorite uh, companies for VR accessories, VR Cover, finally have opened their website and have stock for Quest 2 covers, so I thought I'd give them a quick plug there as well. Unfortunately, the European uh, stores are empty uh, straight away of my favorite cover, which is the kind of cottony denim one, uh, and and actually the, uh, the, the more plasticky kind of PU mm. cover. But new stock, they've confirmed now in a tweet back to me as I was um, crying publicly on Twitter. They've said restocking will be happening in the next couple of days. Yeah, the full so facial interface isn't available yet. The full facial interface, which is was originally due to come in November, yep. isn't yet on sale. And some people were showing some disappointment in that. So thanks, Mike, for, for mentioning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's so, it. And that's our... Uh, well, releases, if you want to call it that, the, uh, well, yeah. the miserable mentions nice at the try. start, a tra trailer quiz, and a few things, pieces of news from uh, the releases side of the planet this yeah. week. There we go. Well, a jam-packed show. It's been full of ups and downs, tales of woe, and some new games to look forward to, and a little quiz. What more could you ask for in a weekly podcast? Well, no. Yeah, well, maybe this. a camera from yeah, Mike. Maybe, yeah. maybe a camera. <laughs> I think it's because I I was I was filming so much stuff with uh, with the G two yesterday that uh, the fine, battery hadn't fine. fully charged yet, and maybe that's why it died. So apologies, uh, but I'll make sure it's sorted. You know, if it's not my audio, it's my camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got to be one or the other <laughs> choose your poison um, but thank you for joining us live this week we really really appreciate it just a reminder this is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube and Twitch the show goes live at 7pm in Europe 6pm in the UK 12 midday in Central US you can also check out the audio version which is available on iTunes SoundCloud and Spotify hit that like button if you enjoyed the show subscribe to the channel for all our future VR podcasts we hope you're all keeping safe and well stay safe we'll be back on the show next week with some more VR news so until then, take care of yourselves and bye-bye for now. See you later.